You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. As of now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right. I am started and I am going to grab you guys and bring you over here into my field of vision where I can look at you and me. I'm actually the biggest window. That doesn't have to be the case. Well, I mean, it's I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest on my. I think we're all the biggest on our respective ends. That's nice. Which is funny that it decides (laughs) that we want to look at ourselves the most. Um, How did they know? Microsoft knows. Uh, Microsoft knows. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Triple Radio. It's Tim, Dave, and Weiss. Hi. Uh, Is Skype harvesting us for AI yet? (laughs) Not yet. Yeah, I believe that's part of the thing. Oh, Oh, wait. No, Zoom. Zoom Zoom. Zoom is the one this week that's like, That's why we're on Skype. Microsoft Skype. Skype by Microsoft. Thanks, Microsoft. Skyprosoft, yeah, because yeah, they're safe because they're... we were using <laughs> because we were using we we tried to do it in Discord first, and then Dave couldn't record out of Discord easily, so we went back to Skype. Yeah, that old canard. We should try Discord again because I bet I could figure that out. Yeah, we'll do we'll yeah, do at that. At this point, uh, there's been enough updates, probably. Probably, yeah, probably worth a. Yeah, a I shot forget to... what went wrong. I for, I forget why I couldn't. Now that you, I, I, I think you couldn't. End. I think oh, was it your there end? Was something and. I thought it was being weird for me, but okay. Oh, now the truth comes out. Uh, I thought yeah, Davis couldn't weird. get an output from it for some reason. That's possible too. I, I really, like I really that. don't remember. Um, Anyone yeah, in the chat? Zoom, uh, uh, no, not yet. No, it's well, it's because the the way things go, and we'll talk about yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this on the audio podcast. Is like usually the way it goes is no one's gonna see <clears throat> me. Or I assume no one sees me say anything about it on Twitter because people are, mm-hmm. you Not know, f- yeah, fleeing that ship uh, yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. I, sh- I should I should have put it up at the blue sky. Um, Is that where but, you did you go over there? Did you try the threads? I haven't tried I have, either. I didn't you. try threads because I saw somebody say there was no way to, like, just organize it in a timeline. It was just going to oh. algorithm you like Facebook. And I was like, ah, I'm not even going to bother with that. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm on blue sky. It's just, uh, there's not a lot happening there yet. That's, that's how me and Mastodon have been for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but hopefully it'll pick up as people pile in. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got my, uh, I'm in the queue. Um, but like, I'm still so new to Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know that it's a hellhole, but Twitter's the only place that people know me right now. So, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of loving it. Well, then, mm-hmm. yeah, again, that's the predicament a lot of people are mm-hmm. in. You know, if they're yeah, yeah. just like, well, this is where I built a following. Uh, this is where people know where to find me, and everyone isn't on all these other things yet. Yeah. Oh, that's any yeah. specific specific legal thing. Like it is sort of socially holding you ransom. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, But I think as far as like Twitch viewers go, usually what happens if they're subscribed or they're followers of the channel because they can't subscribe Mm. because subscribing means they give us money. Right. We have to get a certain 
size before that can happen. They're followers. They should get an email when we go live. So usually if people show up, yeah, it's a little bit late in the show. The, All of this irrelevant to the audio. <laughs> well, but everyone then, is free to give us can. money at any time. Like there's, there's no reason why you can't give us money now. Honestly, yeah, you would like to Don't give just, us money. www.xdrakestudios.com and purchase a movie. Yeah, please. Yeah, we it's have always a, a pleasure. It's a pleasure to put those movies into envelopes and put them in the mail. Uh, <laughs> Tim loves felt, it. There's nothing he loves 20 more. 20 years ago still feels good now. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't done that in like a decade. <laughs> that's so wild. Because <laughs> they're all at Tim's house in a bin well, in the basement, a... right? Yep. Yeah. They're well organized now. They're not like, yeah. Oh, sure. They're there's... not just spread laying on the floor willy nilly. No. No, no, there's, there's like a, it is the line of shelves that is in the furthest corner of the the basement. They're lined up back there, but there's a box that's forward in the basement that just has some of every movie in it. So I can just grab them and then, you know, describe the rest of your basement for us, Tim, describe the location, uh, describe how you've got your basement organized. That's, that's what the people are here to, to, to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, you know, the back <laughs> dark corner where I found that moisture had got in and messed up the wall back there and I ripped out. That's where just that's just kind of the storage area off to the mm. back. It's most there's like DVDs. I think there's I think there's a few other movie things back there, but I might have I consolidated it all pretty well. Other movie and then there's like things. We have posters printed up, right? There's po- posters. Yeah, there's exist. yeah, there's posters oh, down yeah. there. Yep. Lots of nth mile posters, just like there's lots of nth mile everything else. Uh, shirt somewhere. I think think some of my what, what I've kept of my older toy collection. Then there's like Christmas stuff and some other stuff I have to go through. And then you go around the wall, and then there's like the table with all the stuff to make the crossing on it and under it. <laughs> um, there, yeah. Then you keep following that wall around the corner, and then there's two shelves. One has a bunch of retro game stuff on it. The other has my comics on it. And in the middle is a CRT TV with, you know, old systems hooked up to it. And then the rest of it, the basement's pretty much just like a mess of things I'm trying to organize and go through and get into proper places. So that it might someday become a a good functional space. (laughs) But I've like changed my intentions for that area multiple times since I moved here. <clears throat> and I was sick uh, last week, and I'm still oh. sick now. So get used to a lot sure. of me going, <clears throat> and my register just kind of dropping throughout this show. That's got to be fun working at a school. <clears throat> oh, I guess it's a summer at this point. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's, okay. I, I mean, I took two days off and missed nothing. Right. <laughs> so, not that the late why. summer COVID wave. That that that's that's not what's caught you. I hope. Right. No, I hope no, no. I tested Good. a bunch, and it was all negative, and it, it was worse than COVID, honestly, <laughs> than when I had COVID. Yeah. But that was that was maybe COVID just setting me up for further falls. Yeah, I'm um, still sitting right. on a cache of tests, like probably a couple dozen <laughs> tests that are due to expire. Either they're already expired, and like that expiration mm-hmm. date's been extended a year, mm-hmm. which yeah, yeah, I don't know if I trust that, but, uh, but I had to break out a couple of them the other day because me and my oldest were both feeling a little, a little scraggly mm-hmm. scraggly down uh, in the old throat. But I think hers is from uh, rehearsing a play in the basement of the Kodak building where there's probably mold and yeah. asbestos. Yeah. I mean, the thing to remember is they were just kind of guessing with those expiration dates, like up front. Cause they just didn't know. <laughs> so there's like ah this probably goes bad yeah who knows then they just keep pushing it out there's there's no way to know well, science can't determine 
Yeah. When, whenever they said, like, get another batch for free, I got another batch for free. So they yep. are there. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think I might have finished going through our stash, um, mm-hmm. you know, with three people in the house who, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The kid was sick a lot this past year. Mm-hmm. Might have mentioned on the show. But yeah, he was sick Same. quite a lot. Yeah. Was <laughs> I was like, year. Yep. The amount of sick days I used at the end of the fiscal year, I was like, man, I wasn't sick that much. But Oh, right. He was sick like five times, and it was all around days when I had to take off for him. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Well, also, I'm the one with a giant PTO bank, so there's that, too. Um, that, that hey! giant PTO bank on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. over a, over 100 Big, sick days fat, banked up. Thick PTO um, bank. I'm making a <laughs> joke. Gotcha. No, I, I want to keep trying. I, it'll come back. You do it three times. <laughs> all right. Seven times better. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I spent the day with our class valedictorian today. So his, oh. some, his some of his juvenile humor, I think, is uh, rubbed off on me. Uh, uh, day, our, our friend Dave and his wife. Nancy, who has no work right now. Who has no word. The first thing he said to me is, is is he blamed me for being out of work. And I promptly had to remind him, I am not a member of SAG-AFTRA. And even if I yeah. was, I'd tell you, fuck you, because uh, right. I support the strike. Um, yeah, so our our high school valedictorian uh, is now a, um, a scenic designer in Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. And his wife is a professional uh, drape, draper, drapery master. Drapist? Drapist, Don perhaps. Drape. Don Drake, yes. Um, and so yeah, they were, uh, oh gosh, I don't know if I should say this. They were working on a major studio film uh, was that, was, that, that was Just set to shoot Star. in Hawaii. Uh, mm. And so they, he, he, the first thing he said, like, yeah, we're supposed to be in Hawaii right now, Dave. So, um, Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't think he 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 yeah. almost regretted telling me because he he but it's but it's uh yeah a Polynesian set movie by that company that tends to make live action remakes of some of their animated features. Um yeah. Yeah. No, I your children will love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so so he's in town since he is out of work. He uh, came home. He's in town. And so uh, 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 we took him and, and their two kids to the Strong Museum of Play today, which I haven't been to since their grand reopening about a month ago, uh, mm-hmm. or around the end of June. And mm-hmm. um, uh, they're the new World Video Game Hall of Fame section that they have built in there is the best they've ever done it so far it's just it's it's really cool they've got a lot more of their like priceless historical artifacts on display uh than they ever had the space to when they were combining that material with uh the arcade that they have there yeah um so uh yeah uh, it's it's it it was just an amazing and very a wonderfully reverential treatment like it's it's always cheered me that i live near this institution that that takes video games seriously as as an art form and a medium uh and this is the most reverential uh treatment in terms of like legitimacy that i've 
ever seen. Um, they've got this whole other section where you get a wristband with like um, an NFC chip in it that you uh, scan. That there's this massive play area, and you scan it at any number of places. You create an avatar, you give it a name, and then as you move from area to area, doing all these different tasks, you upgrade your character, you add an item inventory, but each section is meant to teach you about a different aspect of game design. And it, 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 it's the kind of thing that could be grossly simplified for children, but it really does take it seriously. Like it, it legitimizes the discipline of game design in a really just encouraging way, a way that makes me think like, wow, this is taking this medium that I love really, really seriously. Um, and, and, and in a way that, that children can engage in and find fun in like a you know a very um active way with agency so so yeah we had a blast i'm I'm surprisingly really impressed at all the great things the additions that they've done to this museum which used to be my quiet smaller place where i could regularly and easily take my kids now it's a massive sprawling super crowded thing um it's a it's a it's a fucking destination. Yes, yes, it is. Like, it's no longer our little secret, but it's no. It's well, cool that's what they've done. Big People who come to Rochester and they stay there and they take their kids to the museum for like, like a day or two, even. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so much to do there, but you know, they don't. Isn't there like a hotel attached to it now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's oh, there, oh. yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can go and stay basically at the Strong and take yeah. your kids right out there, and then, yeah, I don't know. Do something else in Rochester, sure. Uh, but like, yeah, you know, people people will drive a distance to to go there. You know, it's <laughs> I don't want to call it an amusement park, but sort of. You know, it's a it's a big deal, especially if yeah. you got kids. You know, they bought up the yeah. real estate to create what they refer to as the neighborhood of play, and you know, you can go have dinner at Nerdvana and keep the video gaming action going there. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, I I don't know if the hotel space is actually opened for business yet, but uh, it, it, it could, for all I know. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's all pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, I, I th- last time we were there was in May, and that's you know, the last that's time probably, I was there too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was about the be- you know it was it was a school day for n- most schools, so it was about as quiet as you could hope for, yeah, which was yeah. still quite busy uh, at a certain point. Um, yeah, yeah, the point is just seeing like jeremy parish or chris kohler post about it more than anything yeah yeah and seen frank cefaldi there for the uh the grand opening (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like oh man it's cool yeah i i hope that they publish a little more of their you know they've they've got all of jordan mechner's uh archival materials there and so i know that with digital eclipses new uh karateka playable documentary they came to the strong to uh, get a look at all those materials and get high quality scans of them and stuff yep. to put in the dock. And uh, I, I hope that the strong makes a bigger deal out of that locally. I hope they put that stuff on display, like once the game is released, so that like it'd yeah. be cool to play the docu game and then see that stuff in person. It would be cool to have an interactive museum game and then a museum display about the interactive museum. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm. A sp- I mean. Like everybody that played that Atari collection, I'm hyped for anything in that vein. Yeah, that could have yeah. literally any game. Such a cool idea, and I, mm-hmm. I I don't 
care or have any personal connection to karateka or karateka, if you will. Uh, I, I, in, in, in the trailer, they pronounce it both ways, comic, both ways. to comic yeah. effect. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, as Chris Kohler has since explained, that's kind of the idea. It's to, it's, mm-hmm. we hope that you've never played this game before so that you can, as you play the documentary, you get the full context of why it's important and you discover a new appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I love Kung Fu so much. And like, I'm sure if I played Karateka, Karateka first, uh, it would be complete dog shit. But like seeing that evolution, I think is the exciting part. And of course, yeah. Street Fighter and everything else. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that was the whole going through the Atari collection. It was just like, oh, it's that game. You know, oh, I remember that game. Then you read a bunch of stuff about it. And you're like, okay, I got to play it for like five minutes. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I got, my problem is, I, I mean, I got to a point where I'm just like, I just want to see the videos mm-hmm. to the point where I'm just like, hey, have a section for the videos. Yeah. Because that's, that's, I think I've seen all of them at this point. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I 100%ed that game. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I 100%ed it. Like, yeah. they have the percentage of each section. So I watched yeah. everything. I did not get all the trophies. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the point with where I'm debating whether or not it's, it's probably going to be most effective for me now to pick it up for a different platform that supports a spinner controller so that i can play the spinner games correctly because atari themselves has this new spinner device that's only compatible with i think the pc and xbox versions um Mm. so now and so i I gotta rebuy it for one of those platforms so next time there's a sale that'll be my best bet yeah there was some just uh they were demoing with the vector games right Mm. i think i saw that yeah yeah sick Super sick. 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 Disgusting. <laughs> well, I don't have much on games. Do we want to transition into games? Yeah, I barely I have <laughs> barely touched any video games. Uh, uh maybe yes, one it's or Dave's two. busy time of year. It's my busy time <laughs> of year because there's my my <laughs> whole family's home with me all the time. So ah, um I have no games in there. Yeah. yeah, well, but and and the thing is, my there are a lot of games that I think I could find the time to play. It's just that my kids are have a are having a Mario Odyssey renaissance right now. They are uh, I saw you were playing. Yeah. <laughs> they they can't stop looking for the, the remaining moons that we never went back and, yeah. and swept up after beating mm-hmm. the game six years ago. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So they're going through and hunting down every single one. And it occupies their every minute. They wake up before me in the morning, grab the switch and they're working on it. Like so nice. I, I, I I can barely get in any any game time, any TV time myself. Um but uh, but we sweaty. What what have, have you been able to spend any time with anything? Uh mostly the Valis collection of everything. Oh, yeah. You know, oddly enough, mm-hmm. uh, beat that first game, which is it's inter- You know, so the first game is the remake of the oldest game, but is also the newest game because that's because it's a remake, right? So it has a lot of fixes that made two very hard to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I'll go back and see if I can play two. Basically it's uh there's a lack of a slide button in two and oh, there is a slide in one and three. And it's a pretty simplistic kind of shooter mechanic, but without that slide, you're just fucked. <laughs> like <laughs> it's 
it's a hard game. Like uh, two and three are Genesis. The first one was PC eighty eight. I forget what it was remade on. Um, I I want to say it might be Super Famicom, but I I am not certain about that. I feel it's not Neo Geo. I feel like it might have been Turbo. It, it was something with a graphical, you know, yeah, yeah. enhanced. Basically, basically, but it's been, it's been a long but, time yeah. since I read the hardcore gaming 101 retrospective right. on all the Valis games. So I, 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 I don't recall. I was about to ask you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, the manual, you know, the insert manual is about the same thing, but I need to go yeah. back and refresh on that. But, uh, I'm in the middle of Valis three. I just skipped two and went to three and I'm having a blast. Like that game for, for being Genesis, uh, it's, They've clearly taken a lot of lessons from Castlevania at this point. Like, I want to go back and see what the timeline is. But, I mean, there was a straight-up Castlevania level, like, towards the end of it at this point. But you're hot-swapping between... You've got three characters at this point, Mm -hmm. and you can change just with the start button, which is uh, pretty neat, especially for how quaint uh, the game (laughs) kind of starts. Like... It's not, you know, it, it's it, it, the series is kind of known for uh, having having cutscenes very, very early mm-hmm. and then uh, having the female protagonist. And I feel like they've kind of improved both as they went along, even though the remakes cutscenes are better cutscenes, better females. <laughs> yeah, better. Fe- well, more clothing on the female, <laughs> more, you know, like it's that thing where you're like, yeah, you did pretty good. For 1984 or, you know, <laughs> whatever. The pretty progressive 1984 yeah. in your tiny war bikini. But now, it uh, was, was this collection a Radalaika release, meaning a, a Darth of quality of life mm-hmm. features and enhancements, just, just the bare bones? Or is this more pretty, like... Yeah, I, do, I don't know company. I mean, it was limited run games, but I don't know... Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bare bones. There isn't much that I'm changing okay. in that. Um, I'm I'm spa- spamming the safe safe states as I get towards you know end of the game, which okay. is the the most quality of life stuff that I can I can do in the game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean I, I I find save states for the most part is enough. Like you you don't really yeah. strictly need a rewind if you've got save states. Um, yeah, and there is a rewind. I just honestly never use. Like I would rather just use the save state. Honestly, it kind of throws me. Unless it's yeah, I don't. Depends on the game, I guess. Okay. But, uh, I mean, like like yeah, besides M two and Digital Eclipse, Rodalica right. seems like they are kind of the third. And and then there's the arcade, the like the arcade archives people, whoever that is. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, but 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 Rodalica seems to be the the other the the third pillar in emulation ah, okay. reissues, but they're also kind <laughs> of the most bare bones. And a few yeah. of their like they they've done I think a couple of the like um like layer section like some of the Saturn releases mm. that have that have had like yeah. questionable input lag. Um, but 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 for the most part, their games seem to be functional if bare bones. Yeah, and I that would make sense because it feels like it's you're you're happier that they got this you know obscure series together on one you know disc. Yeah, uh, 
And so you're just like, fine, okay, there's no extras, but how else are you going to get these three games on one thing? Kind of thing. So yeah, and I'm the, actually looking it up now because there's yeah, no... Yeah, I was going <laughs> to sit here and speculate on this podcast, or we could give you facts. Um, right. Yeah, and, and I don't know. The the one other note I have about Valus 3 is that the sound chip sounds a lot like Aladdin for Genesis in a couple okay. spots. Like, I was just like, oh, oh, right. Because I was, I kind of forgot it was a Genesis game at that point, oddly enough. So, one and three, pretty good. Yeah, pretty well, good. I'm not sure which one of these totally looks like a Super NES title, but I can't, I, I don't know which one it is. Um, I don't think any of them made it to, well, they oh. might have, but I don't think that collection was on super from here okay well limited run has no real information they call the publisher edia yeah that's that's right it's what wikipedia says as well like they collected it for a pc engine re-release and then i that think limited the... run did the work to get it on switch okay. or funded the work to get it on switch okay so it's just a switch port of a PC Engine collection or something. Yeah, the PC Engine, I think, was the remake of the PC-88 version of the first one. And I believe 2 and 3 were Genesis Mega Drive. <laughs> Question mark. But Question mark. Question mark. At least. But either or, it's worth your time. I've, yeah. I've, like a series that I knew nothing about besides uh, just the image of the main character on the, the cover. For mm. older stuff that like could have just dipped in and out of and moved on. Like while I have other games, it it called and I have played. Yeah. <laughs> well, Super Valis 4, I'm reading now Super Valis 4 mm -hmm. for Super NES okay, is on super, Nintendo yeah. Switch Online. So that's the one I could go uh, ahead and sample. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, maybe after three. <laughs> I want to give yeah. two a shot. Boy, it's just it like it's just so hard after one and three are just like so polished. It's just stuck there yeah. in between. Mm. Um, well, on the subject of throwbacks before Tim dives into what I'm sure is a meal of, of new releases. Um, <laughs> I uh, I finally picked up um, Final Vendetta, which is one of the many uh belt scrolling beat em ups released oh. around last year i believe they mm -hmm. got a lot of critical praise at the time and like the elevator pitch for it seems to be what if streets of rage but on neo geo hardware and oh. it is exactly that um oh and it's and it's cool and it's fun, but it definitely doesn't. I mean, people rave about this game. People like cite it, mm -hmm. put it up there in the upper echelon of, you know, d d modern belt scrolling brawlers. But uh, I, you know, I I do think it nails the that sort of historical. What if you put Streets of Rage on Neo Geo? Uh, uh, question like nails it to a T, but um, and it's 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 got a lot of variety to the move set, and I think if you force yourself to play it on hard and really force yourself to come to grips with all the secret moves that you can possibly learn, there's probably a lot of depth there. But I, I don't know that I'd put it in the same category 
as a fight and rage or mm-hmm. you know a, a, a turtles or a streets of rage four yet but i but i played through it d- d- got all the way to the end with my kids today and some I'm, i don't know I'll, I'll dive back into it at some point i'm sure that's really the Sounds only like, game I've played. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, on that note, usually I don't talk about my uh, review games on here, um, but I did do a review of that new Double Dragon um, Oh, yeah, I'm very game. curious about that. Well, I didn't like it at all. Okay. Um, much, but well, so here's a th- here's one thing. I reviewed it on Switch, and it the whole thing felt very slow yeah. and was definitely very laggy sometimes, so yeah. I think that hurt the experience. Yeah. But like the the game is also set up like a roguelike has a, a roguelike kind of bent to it. Yeah, it's really that Yeah, so well, it's like you you drop in there, you pick a tag team of characters, um, which you can tag between any time in in the uh, the levels. Mm-hmm. Well, not any time. You have to build up your special meter, which is easy to do. It's mm-hmm. basically any time. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's a really cool mechanic. Yeah, neat idea. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's four levels and you can pick any one of them to start with. And as you progress, the levels get harder and the levels get longer. Uh, the levels do not get more interesting <laughs> or less boring. Mm. Um, like they're all like fine for that, like first <clears throat> section, but then they'll break it out into like, Oh, here's level three, two and three, three. And then it's just like, okay, well it's the same enemies and kind of the same traps mm-hmm. and it's just longer. Yeah. And and just throwing more yeah. stuff at me and it's yeah. you know, hard but to get the, back up from a knockdown. And yeah, but the fighting, I, I didn't, I didn't find the fighting to be all that great either. Uh, just, you know, you have stubby little characters, uh, that felt yeah. slow. Mm-hmm. Like the combos felt slow coming out. It didn't feel like snappy and fast paced, like, you know, streets of rage four does, or many of the modern great brawlers. Yeah. Uh, that stubby little only... character design just doesn't, it never seems like yeah. it's going to be a good idea for a brawler. What do you do with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it works for River City Ransom, but, oh, uh, sure, but that's, the, the... <laughs> that's a little different. But yeah. even with River City Girls, they made those girls like, you know, normal sized yeah. uh, or normal proportion, I guess I, sh- I should say. But, you know, you just have kind of your basic combo. Um, and each character has three special moves which is activated in like a, like you push up in special or neutral in special or horizontally in special and a different special move comes out. Uh, and like, that's it. And it just didn't feel like there was a lot to combo and have fun with. So it was just kind of like, okay, punch, punch, do a special, the special like refills my special meter so I can do a special again on the next one. Or if it didn't, then I'll just punch, punch. Um, they have this mechanic that almost seems like a good idea where when you defeat three or more enemies at a time, they drop food, but also this, the game pops up something that says like, Oh, crowd control combo and it freezes everything uh. for a second and then just you know, destroys the flow. And then yeah. it goes back to, uh, that, um, do you think system specific? Do you think that's a switch problem? I don't think bit? that. I think the slowdown is I the the thing popping up is in every version of the game. Oh, um, sure, yeah. That is just going to break up the flow no matter where you are. And I didn't think the music was that great either, which I personally find to be very important in a brawler. Um, Dragon. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I yeah, I was I was left. You know, I did like one and a half playthroughs, and I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm good. Didn't feel like even though like you unlock. 
like there's little upgrades you can pay for for your characters at the end of each like level segment. And then at the end, you can cash out all your money, to, which gives you coins to unlock more characters. Um, But I don't know. I didn't think <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you can unlock more characters that also aren't all that fun to play as. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, OK, you know, just way more fun. It's not nearly as fun as is, again, the, the that upper echelon of this beat em up renaissance. You know, I, I don't have a whole lot of personal history with Double Dragon. Um, I really liked Double Dragon Neon. Yeah. But in, in, in reading the, I'm, I'm looking at the middling review of Gaiden that I read. And in the comments, people were mentioning a particular Double Dragon game that I had never heard of. And now I can't find it. It's a Double Dragon game with a particular suffix on the end. And now I, I can't. Mm. Well, while you look, I get, I mean, I was thinking about that too while you were talking. It's like, I, I love two. And I know a lot of that is partially nostalgia, mm. uh, partially partially the music, but it's not like a series I hold on a giant pillar. It's a game in a series, mm. you know, like that first game is fun in the arcade is kind of a garbage port to Nintendo. Yeah. Three is but still memorable. You know, it was still one, memorable. Was, yeah. yeah. No, there's still enough to mm. it. Uh, three is all right. And then, I don't know, we had four on Super, five was like the weird five version of R2. Fighting game. Yeah. I've always yeah, wanted to try fight. the Japanese version of four. I've heard the Japanese version of four is much better oh. than the American release. Okay. It's, and the team up with Battletoads in there. there that was yeah, fun. there's that, which is yeah. also fine. Super Double Dragon is fine. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. It's like, none of the ones besides two, I'm just like going to fight for, really. Mm-hmm. So it's it had to be a hard task to make a new one right now and make it stand yeah. out. I don't know. Yeah, the out. the game that that company made before. Hang on, what was it called? Double Dragon. I actually want to kind of the game their their tryout for making uh, other Streets of Red. Was that their game? Yes, yeah, Streets of Red. Um, which looks and, and I, you know, in talking with it on the the podcast with Purnell said it's it plays very similarly but it's like yeah. this game where you play as like classic video game characters fighting horror monsters so like one uh, of the characters is literally yeah. Terra in magitech armor and i'm like <laughs> this is something i'm just gonna get when it's on super steam sale to muck around mm. with because that just seems like an absurd idea uh that i that i just have to check out but i'm surprised um, they haven't done i mean i guess that is but like a fighting game or a brawler beat em up version of like Melty Blood or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, where it's yeah. just add in your own sprites and go community kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that exists somehow. Mugen. I don't I was trying to think I, of. Well, that, yeah, that's, the, but there, <laughs> I, there is a beat em up like version of that. I just don't oh, remember is. what it's called. Yes. I believe that does exist. Pretty sure that I was looking at it at some point. Um, Double yeah. Dragon Z, what, is it? Is it Double Dragon Zebo? The Zebo release of Double Dragon is that what people like? I don't know that one, but I don't know. If it's good, check it out. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, they made Marion like a cop who uses guns, which isn't very beat em up y. And in River City Girls 2, Marion has like rock hard abs, and everyone thinks she's hot, and she has a super fun moveset and is one of the most fun like beat em up characters I've ever played. And this one, I'm just kind of like, eh. Just she shoots rockets and stuff. It sucks. Um, so yeah, wasn't a fan of that one. Anyways, other than that, I have pretty yeah. much been sticking to uh, those other <laughs> games that I've been playing for like a month or two now. <laughs> um, but I have actually, I finished Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. I rolled credits on Tears of the Kingdom uh, after breaching 120 hours on the... Uh, yeah, you'll switch. There. Yeah, been seeing more and more people, especially journalists, finally, finally roll credits on that game. And I try not to <laughs> look too much at what they're talking about. But most of mm-hmm. them just sort of leave it at like, yeah, wonderful game. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it was as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go into detail. Uh, <laughs> I don't, there is so much stuff uh, in that game that I still have not explored because I, I just I have all these quests in my log. And it was just kind of at the point there where I was like, I don't want to sit here and just go down the list of quests. And like, I know some of them right. are interesting. And I was just conversing with one of the co-hosts from that show who was talking about her house and her weapon rooms. And I'm like. The your what now? Because I don't have a house and I don't have weapon rooms. Yeah. I didn't do that stuff. Uh, because there's yeah, I just didn't like in like there you know in any town in that game there's probably there's a bunch of side quests around them, but I never lingered around any of the towns. I did like a bunch of the stable quests, you know. Yep, yep. Um, did did lots of those. Didn't do all of them, but did uh a, a good number. Um, yeah. So I I still have a. I can I can drop back then in there and do stuff. There's a few light routes I didn't uh, touch. I know where they are, but I didn't touch them. Um, and you know some some quests I can do and some probably other areas I can poke around in. But I did find I did get all the shrines. Mm. Uh, and oh, yeah, there's a bunch of bosses I could fight too. Um, if I'm so inclined, I can still upgrade my battery more. Um, because <laughs> I had a funny moment where I got it full and I was like, oh, that's all full. I guess I did that. That's cool. And I was like, you know, nobody told me I couldn't do it anymore. What happens if I just go back with a bunch of stuff? And it turns out you just keep upgrading it. Wow, really? <laughs> you know, they, you start, they start turning them blue instead of green. Mm. And it's like, then you get double the battery. And I'm like, man, I was not spending time harvesting battery material for a while. I, I've been doing that for a while and I've got it to the point where like, I'm kind of satisfied with the amount of time that my things mm-hmm. last. So I'm like, this is enough. Yeah. But you can I'm, always have more, but yeah, there's more. a point at which you have plenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. That game is, uh, is incredible. Uh, I could uh. not believe it, you know, 90 100 110 hours there kept being things where i was like holy shit that's that's crazy <laughs> you know i uh i got to the a point you know where i was like all right well i guess the next thing to do is to go and finish the game yeah um and then i was just like well i gotta you know i want to explore like all this other stuff like am i just leaving things behind now uh and then i stumbled upon a new main quest and i was like <laughs> oh 
Huh? Well, this will keep my attention for another 10 hours or so. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, well, it, 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 it turns out I might have skipped a few steps because you can just do that in this game. Then I start thinking and I'm just like, there is nothing stopping you from going and doing this right off the rip, mm-hmm. which is just nuts. Um, this thing that I'm this, speaking yeah, yeah. about very vaguely, you're just like, you know, and that's anything in the game. It's like, well, yeah. I could just go do this first. You can, you can hit the ground and you could be like, well, I'm going to go in this direction and this is the first thing I'm going to do. And these are the first, this is the first thing I'm going to have because you know, everything in the game. Um, and you know, I remind myself of this from time to time, uh, is just like, well, you can just, you have the ability to, to do it. You have the tools. They give you mm-hmm. all of the tools. There is no thing that you can't figure your way around. Um, even if sometimes it seems like, oh, they, I, I can't do anything with this. It's like, no, there's, there's probably a way. It's, it's like nice. maybe one or two things you can't touch specifically that they'll be like, no, 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 this has to wait. But for the most part, it's just like, yeah, no, you can just think, use your brain, yeah. find your way around it. And, you know, I kept thinking of new ways to approach things, um, you know, as I got more and more comfortable with messing around with specifically like Ascension and, uh, you know, the time stop with just like making my own moving platforms and making gimmickry to like, well, that ceiling is too high for me to jump through. Well, what if I make something that is like halfway between me and the ceiling so I can can ascend through that that and and then then ascend through that? And it's, you know, I was thinking about this in the last, um, uh, well, one, I don't know, not the last, but like one of the later things I was going through and I'm just like, you know, people want a, like a traditional, like Aonuma 3d Zelda dungeon in these games. They're just like, oh man, if they, these games just had those dungeons, like they won't work in these games because you have too much freedom. Like those dungeons are designed around the idea of like, well, they know exactly what tools you're going to have at your disposal and you have to kind of pick it your way through to get the tool that's in there, which you then use to solve all the rest of the puzzles and get to the end. But in this, you could just, you could just skip all that. (laughs) Like really in most cases, you know, if if I can dovetail off of what you're saying right now, a friend of mine on, uh, a friend of mine on friend of mine on Facebook just sort of asked the general question, like, "What do you want from the next Zelda game?" And that mm-hmm. made me sort of really stop and think real hard about, like, more than just what do I want. I, I it got me thinking, like, where can Nintendo go from here? And mm-hmm. the most obvious answer is you can't Space. predict what Nintendo is going to do because Nintendo always makes some lateral move that you think is not going to work out, but by some miracle it works out. And it turns mm-hmm. out to be the thing that you wanted in the first place that you mm-hmm. didn't even know you wanted. Um, I didn't think I wanted more Breath of the Wild. I thought that that would feel a little redundant and stretched out. I thought that any direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, I would play it and be like, this could have been DLC. And Tears of the Kingdom has, like, more than proven me wrong about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, like, I can't see them doing this a third time. I can't see them taking this same map, this same basic rule set, and iterating on it yet a third time and still maintaining this sense of wonder and newness like they've done. And, of course, they could well prove me wrong. Um... But... I guess my my guess has been that the you know there will be the switch successor and the 
version of this type of Zelda will be used much like Mario 64 to to walk you through the system itself. So my guess would be it doesn't differ too much from Tears of the Kingdom aside from whatever weird shit, you know, the new Nintendo system does that you didn't expect that looks like it's not going to work, but then does. Is, <laughs> so that it would be more on like the mechanic side than a whole shift of the mm-hmm. series. Like it feels, I don't know. They do things in threes. There's got to be at yeah. least like third. Um, I, yeah, it's tough to say. Like, yeah, cause yeah, I yeah. felt that same way going into this is you, Dave. And I was kind of like, well, how is it going to be different? And then you saw the abilities and I was like, okay, I can mess around on that map with some different abilities and with some sky islands. And then it was like finding out that like, oh, the map is like very different than yeah. in the first game. It's, it's different enough that like, okay, this is familiar, but it's not the exact same. And then finding out that like, I mean, the real secret of this game is the depths. Uh, I feel like is everyone in this like, oh, you're gonna have the Hyrule map and you're gonna be diddling around with the skies. But just like they have this whole additional underworld map that is creepy and weird and has all its its whole own. They kept that so close to their chest before release blows me away because it's yeah. It's just full of secrets and like it's such a massive part of how and why the game works uh, and how it intertwines with everything else. And it's just crazy. And you think that's exhausting to have that much land space to cover. Um, but it's such a joy to explore and just get on your little hover bike and just float through this creepy, eerie, <laughs> dark world and seeing things poking out of the shadows at you. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. I feel like maybe they could do like a whole underworld game and you know they're gonna have to change up the abilities a little bit it seems like it'll be tough to let go of building stuff uh in a in a follow-up to something like this if they're gonna if right? it's gonna be a direct yeah. follow-up how do you get rid of you yeah okay the, but, the, is, the but if the that is what game, zelda is yeah. now then i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna miss the traditional structure of zelda even mm-hmm. more i think not that i want to yeah. go back to an aonuma zelda because <laughs> <laughs> like as someone who has no interest in these last two Zeldas. I'm waiting for, I want them to do two. I want them to do your Tears of the Kingdom yes. next, as well as, you know, yeah. a throw. Yeah, well, yeah, they did. More than anything else, I want a, a, a two parallel series like we had 20 mm. years ago, where you were getting mm. 3D Zeldas on mainline consoles, uh, on yep. home consoles, and top-down 2D Zeldas on portables. I wish that we had mm. that yes. again. A hundred percent. I'm sorry to cut you guys off. Think, oh no! Because there was the, there was the Link's Awakening remake that was you know stuck in between them. Yeah. So I think what we get next is maybe either another remake or another smaller scale Zelda like that. Probably a remake. Maybe they'll finally release those HD Wind Waker Twilight Princess for Switch. Maybe before the next Switch comes out, they'll do that. I don't know <laughs> at this point. But I, I feel like you know maybe that's the cadence is that like, okay, there's big new Zelda. And then in between there's like a, a smaller scale Zelda because I don't know, you just, you need one of those, you need them. I don't think you want to let that go. I don't think you want to forget about that. Maybe they remake yeah, the original legend of Zelda. Maybe they remake the Oracle games. Um, I mean, the last Zelda I was into was link between worlds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A continuation of that. Yeah. Do you do something with link between worlds? Yeah. There, there's things they could do. They, they just, 
just a little bit like smaller scope Zelda to get some mm-hmm. Zelda out there along with an HD remake dotted in. And then yeah. you do your next, you know, swinging for the fences Zelda. Yeah. I mean, I like I say I want more top down 2D Zelda, but like that exists because there are now countless indie clones of top mm-hmm. down oh. 2D Zelda that I could go to if I wanted that fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's still aside from Wind Waker, the best Zelda, is, you know, Okami for me at this yeah. point, you know, <laughs> like other stuff. But we need, yeah, you know. But 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 again, no, is, I don't know if anyone's really it, making that style of clone, and you you know, no one's making yeah. the Aonuma Zelda clones like we had with Okami <laughs> and Darksiders right. anymore. Yeah, Darksiders, Darksiders, Darksiders. Uh, that camera makes me motion sick. I'm sure it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just need some more clones. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. If there was an interstitial Zelda in between each of the mainline ones, that some kind of throwback would be nice. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. I couldn't yeah. possibly predict what they do next. The yeah. other thing I've been playing uh, is Final Fantasy 16. Um, ah, that came out. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah, Clive time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm approaching the end of that game now, uh, suddenly. Uh, wow. Was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that happened because I'm just <laughs> like, man, I've put like a lot of hours into this in the last month for a console game. But I was also uh, homesick for two days, and that's pretty much all I did those yeah, two yeah. days. Uh, and then Sunday, I just ended up playing a lot of it that day, just afforded me time to just kind of yeah. sit because, well, then my kid was sick and everyone was just kind of like, the. So that's mm. uh, just playing some final fantasy, um, which also he, uh, here's an unfortunate situation sort of, it's just like, you know, cause he's seen me playing this final fantasy, um, which they say the F word and the S word in quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, he wants to play a final fantasy and I'm just like, well, what final fantasy can he play? Cause like what's a good entry point for this? And he's kind of poking around and he pulls out 12 and he pulls out 10. Cause I have those both on switch mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, give 10 a try. Yeah. 12. Yeah. No way. Uh, but give 10 <laughs> a try that, that one's pretty linear. That one has like the, you know, the sphere grid upgrading. We'll see how he does with that. And whatever. I tried putting mystic quest in his hands and yeah. that lasted about yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, this game sucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're not wrong, but like, <laughs> but still, but still, come on. It's simpler. It's very mm-hmm. easy to understand what's going on. No, he's, he's checking out 10 and he, and he said he, he has to go play blitz ball with Waka and he doesn't like him. Um, <laughs> all sounds about right. Yeah. 16. It's pretty good. Uh, I like it. Yeah. It's like not it. like a top five final fantasy for me, but maybe like a mid tier final fantasy. Uh, we'll see how it lands on the story. Um, the story has been pretty predictable. Um, I guess I'll say it's just like, you kind of like see the path of where it's going. Mm. At least I saw the path of where it was going pretty early on. Like it's, you know, it, that it is a, what I've read. Yeah. I mean, like it, it is a crystal centric final fantasy and the crystals mm. are, you know, big and gleaming on the map and you have a reason to go to every single one of them. And, you know, it sure. sets up these, you know, godlike characters that of course you're going to come into conflict with in a sequential order. <laughs> so it's been 
not that like the story hasn't been interesting, but it's, it's been very like, you know, on to the next thing, on to the yeah. next thing, on to the next thing. Like there's some cool, uh, turns to it, but no like big twists. It's just kind of like, okay, I see where this is going. And they reveal like, you know, the ethereal final fantasy God who's pulling all the strings, uh, <laughs> behind the scenes like very early on it's not like they keep that a secret it's like no there's he's the guy and he's you know causing all this crap to happen so is he on the moon <laughs> Please let him be i on don't the moon. think he's on the moon uh, <laughs> i'm gonna find out soon we'll okay, see if i end okay. up on the moon i what have I, been in no i'm not gonna say <laughs> what i read people saying is that like they're the game makes this first impression that it is going to be this far more western style mm. of storytelling where it's like mm-hmm. this is we are aiming for a game of thrones level of storytelling sophistication mm-hmm. a, a, before just completely abandoning all that to your bog standard anime tropes like uh, yeah kind of Okay. Um, That's kind of a bummer. Just um, in- I don't know, because there was a lot of like I was like early on because I was like, yeah, this is very Game of Thrones. I don't know if I want that like all the way. Yeah. <clears throat> it probably didn't need to swing so far back to just like <laughs> Final Fantasy JRPG tropes. No, um, I just more the promise of it at the beginning. Rather yeah. Than- so, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, because it, it felt like you know, if if not Game of Thrones, it also you know reminded me of like the like a Matsuno Final Fantasy, where sure. you have mm-hmm. these complex politics, political uh, machinations, yeah, yeah, political machinations well, and kingdoms. Yeah, and, and characters you can't keep track of except they have a good. They are really good <laughs> at delivering lore and stuff in this game. Um, <laughs> like okay, like I mentioned cool. last time, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. in any scene you can just push a button and pull up like you know the history of the characters and places they're talking about, which is great. And there's like a whole other archive uh, in your base you can access to read all about the history of the world. Um, but yeah, at a certain point it was just like, okay, I got it, and you know I see how everything is going, and and it wasn't yeah, like I said, no no big like shocker twists, just like oh. Like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, still cool, like, story moments uh, and good cutscenes, mm. but, yeah. I think that's how it was with Dragon Quest Eight, where it was just <laughs> sort of like, oh, this is a bare-bones story. Yeah. Everything else is working. But, okay, villain bad. Got it. Yeah, villain What's bad. It? Yeah. 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 Well, Tim, I'm interested in you trying to get your, your young sire to play a Final Fantasy <laughs> game, because my <laughs> oldest is so into dragon quest and the mm-hmm. style of dragon quest yeah. that that far more light-hearted kind of take that final fa- i tried to put her in front of a final fantasy and she pretty much bounced right off it because it took mm-hmm. itself too seriously mm-hmm. um i before you said 10 I, I thought that 10 is probably because having watching you play 16 you're not going to put something with you know pixelated in front of him like mystic no. Quest, because he'll be like this is yeah. not what i watched you play dad this is mm-hmm. a totally different beast. Uh, yeah. I want to do what you did. Ten seems also seems like the logical choice to me, mm-hmm. and so I I wonder if I need to consider something like that for my oldest if I want to get her into maybe more Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean he's like you know Final Fan. He's like Final Fantasy sixteen. That's not for me, right? I'm like no, this is kind of a grown up <laughs> game, buddy. And I'm just like I don't know. I don't know how. I, you know, I, I'm, there's a story setting to the combat. I'm sure at the beginning where you can just kind of blow your way through it. And like, maybe he'd be fine. I mean, the story would be way over his head regardless. Um, but you know, 
playing Crystal Chronicles with him? Would that be? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I I thought mine would like Final Fantasy because she is super into the Dungeons and Dragons bestiary, mm -hmm. from which the older Final Fantasies and, you know, Amano's artwork pulled very deliberately. So I, I, I hoped that she would dig something that took itself a little more seriously like that. But she's just... She she likes the quirk and charm of Dragon Quest, and I can't blame mm-hmm. her. Dragon Quest is wonderful, yeah. so it's not it's not like I'm trying to pull her away from Dragon Quest. But I would I would love for her to you know weep the way I did at her age at those serious story mm-hmm. beats in Final Fantasy. I, I want her to experience those moments of pathos. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you know maybe that's just me and my nostalgia trying to maybe another couple years. It's maybe. it's tonal preference too. I I. I think like at this point you might have exposed enough that she's going to gravitate. I was trying to think of like what a nexus would be. And I mean, you know, uh, tactics advance kind of is the most whimsical final fantasy I can think of. And chrono trigger is obvious. Yeah. I was about to say where you cross final fantasy and dragon quest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that might too. I don't know. I don't know how sprites would play at that point, but, uh, yeah, I always go to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah. well, well think- her, her main Dragon Quest is nine, which is mm. technically polygonal, but really, you know, it's it's pretty yeah. sprite looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was trying to th- think and come up with and like do some googling, I'm just like, okay, well, what are good RPGs for kids? And the answer <laughs> that came out was like, oh, right, it's it's Pokemon, which he's already played a shit. Oh, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. he is already well into JRPGs. He's just played the ones that are made specifically for right. kids and then uh, now i have to try to figure out how to bridge that and i'm just i don't know like try to get him to play yeah. costume quest uh, uh oh yeah costume like, quest yeah when the mario rpg remake comes out i'm sure he'll want to check yep. that out yep uh so th- those will be good ones but for now it's kind of like i don't know he'll mm-hmm. probably lose interest once i stop playing final fantasy or if he gets into too much of a wall of final fantasy 10 um, but that about the story in Final Fantasy 16, the combat is still like pretty damn fun. Uh, cool. And they give you, yeah, like this, I, I have a, all all of the tools before me at this point. Um, I mean, kind of the gimmick is that your guy is going around like absorbing the summons of other people um, and you get abilities and expand your arsenal that way. And yeah, there's, there's just like a lot of cool, like, I mean, these are like things I would expect out of a devil may cry, like action game mechanics and tropes and ideas, uh, in that combat. And at the point I'm at now, when I have, I was kind of very stuck in my ways for like a long period of time, but now I'm kind of branching and like slotting in different things for different purposes. And I wish you could do that in the middle of combat, but you can't, Mm. uh, so I, I but I kind of have my set. You can refund your ability points if you're out of combat, like with no mm-hmm. charge. Okay. So I do that to mess around and and but I, I have things that work and it feels pretty good. And I'm using like an ability from pretty much every different summon in the game at this point. Um like stomping around the world and kind of some of the low points of the game gets a little old, like when you're doing side quests, maybe that's on me. Uh, when you're doing every single side quest <laughs> and you just want to get on with things, it's just like, okay, I'm fast traveling to this area, to this 
short this checkpoint and then I'm running, 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 and then I do the thing and then I got to fast travel somewhere else and talk to somebody and then do this and just kind of like, okay, I've been through these areas. Da, 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 da. But mm-hmm. man, when it hits those like dramatic high points in the story where shit is popping off, this game is fucking crazy uh, okay. with what's going on on the screen, like very high highs. Um, mm-hmm. Which are, yeah, just like unbelievably cool. Uh, I guess my question is with this coming out and looking so good in the combat, and it seems mm-hmm. like it's clicking for you, it kind of feels like, you know, back in the day when Advent Children came out, and that felt like this feels like what they were trying to do in the first place. <laughs> like they've kind of been trying to do this for 15 years. Mm. So, Yeah, Yeah, it's like they just they've been inching away from turn based combat since, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 10 was the last one. And then 12 had kind of this MMO MMO RPG thing. And Final Fantasy 13, you were kind of giving like formation commands and 15's combat was garbage. But uh, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I I mean, it felt like I don't know. Yeah. yeah, 14 was online. It's, there hasn't been that many Final Fantasy games in the last 20 years, which is crazy. Right. Um, so, yeah, now they're just like, yep, straight character action. Like, here you go. Yeah. Um, it's it's cool. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think people have gotten over the fact like this seems weird for like a numbered Final Fantasy to play like this. But I'm just like, I don't know if you I don't know. It's it's still still cool. And it looks yeah, it looks amazing. Um, still has great music. Uh, yeah. Bad I have listened to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it still hits. And then, yeah, so now, yeah, I'll probably be done with that in the next week, probably. And done with Tears of the Kingdom. So, like, the plate is clearing. Um, still playing Street Fighter VI. Um, nice. I watched the top six of EVO. That was that was cool. Ah. And I was just like, I was like, wow, I'm these guys are very good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Yeah. Uh, but I still pop on, you know, play a few matches. Not, not really grinding like a whole lot. Just kind of getting a getting a few matches in. That's cool. Um, Anyone have any yeah. interest in Baldur's Gate three? Because I, I do. People are talking <laughs> about it. Game of the year, and uh, I'm just oh. not a Baldur's Gate guy. I don't think yeah, that's right. the kind of game I could get into. But I don't know. Anyone going to pick that up? It's may well, probably at some point. I mean, like Lauren was a Baldur's Gate uh, person. She really liked those. I liked Divinity. Original mm. Sin, what I played of that game, which is, you know, what the developer, yeah. which was, which was basically a Baldur's Gate like game. So, yeah, I do want to yeah. check it out. It's just like, boy, there's, there's just a lot of games out uh, and needles I got a thread. Like, you know, Sea of Stars comes out at the end of this month. Oh, um, I love that demo. That demo which I, great. I didn't play the demo. I mean, I played a demo of that game like three years ago after I kickstarted it that I really liked. <laughs> so I, I assume it's, just like that game looks like it's going to do the thing. It looks and yeah. from what I played of it. Yeah, was was very good. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So I got to mm-hmm. I got to keep like the plate, the portable <laughs> plate clear for that. Um, even though that's also like I going to be on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember whether I'm getting that on Switch or on Steam uh, at this <laughs> point. But yeah, something portable for Sea of Stars and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I, you know, Armored Core 6 comes out. That's the new From Software game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a big deal. Starfield finally comes out at the end of the month. Yeah. That's on that's on Game Pass, so I can just dilly with that whenever I feel like. Yep. 
Yeah. They put that on Game Pass right off. <clears throat> yep. I'm kind of surprised. That's what right. Microsoft does. That's how they sell their thing is that's tight on Game Pass. If that game's really good, that could sell. Me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so then you start thinking. Yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I'm certainly going to check that out. And, uh, yeah. That old, that Pinocchio Bloodborne game comes out next month, too. So there's just like, <laughs> yeah. like Lies of P. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I did see that. Bloodborne, but with Pinocchio, right? Yeah. Just everybody wanted. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just like there's just like so much stuff. Like, and and you know, I could go back and finish Jedi Survivor, um, mm-hmm. which God willing, I might get to do if I finish Final Fantasy 16 fast enough. You know, who yeah, there's so so <laughs> injecting Baldur's Gate 3 into my uh yeah. <laughs> current tie is just like there's so much good stuff coming out that I don't know if that's gonna happen. Well, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's it's different per person, but like more and more, I just I need to like make it feel special to play a game or to like celebrate it or at least tie or at least play it close to when I bought the damn thing. Like Mm -hmm. the backlog just feels more trouble than it's worth to like go through than to (laughs) get than the enjoyment like. Sometimes if I'm just like, okay, today I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick something. It can be fun, but it is a lot getting there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> Cause it's a commitment. Especially it's a big time, time commitment. commitment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every game I look to start for my backlog, I'm on, I'm on how long to beat to figure out how much time <laughs> I got to play right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started up. Uh, oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like started like, up. Time- when am I finally going to play Earthbound? Sorry. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I was going to. I started Finish Time Spinner sense. today, Dave. You played Time Spinner, oh, right? I really yeah. liked Time Spinner a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think I think I got time to play Time Spinner before you yeah. know I can I can get that in certainly in the next few weeks before and maybe something else we'll see. Yeah, Time uh, Spinner is pretty short. You can totally bang that out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably I'll be banging out Time Spinner. Um, what else was I looking? Well, I don't know. I've I've started hearing really good things about Pikmin Four, and I'm just like, I don't think I got yeah, time for that right now. But I really uh, my kids are super interested in Pikmin, though. They keep asking me about it. Like I gotta either pick up the remake or pick up Four for them. Download the demo, see if they like it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that is just a demo. That's great. Yeah, that's just the first few hour, two, three hours of Pikmin Four, and you can just carry oh, your save over to the full game. So yeah, if they yeah, dig excellent. it. They, they get to the end of it and they're like, dad, we need more Pikmin. And you just buy it. <laughs> Wunderbar. Yeah. Well, so I have another, I have another game voucher to use, so it might get slapped onto that thing just to yeah. get it in there. Yeah. I still never, I, I never picked up the game voucher this time around. I did it for tears of the kingdom and yeah. Mm. Cause that one was 70. So I was like, okay, I'm actually saving like 30 bucks for this time around. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Slap. So, movies and such. Right. Movies. All right. uh, so, yeah. all right. So, just uh, none of us are part of SAG. None of us are being paid to do this. This is not paid promotion. We are, <laughs> yeah, we, are just, we are three idiots just talking about movies we saw in the last month. I am well, SAG eligible, though. So, if you want to hire me for your thing, we did send me an email. No, yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> are you SAG eligible? Yeah, well, you know, Actors' Equity is a sister union, oh, so right, I, right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. at any point uh, I could pay the you know initiation fee and just get my membership card. But you know, and then you could go on strike. 
And then, and then I could go on strike. I could have the joy of yeah. of, of, of going on strike. Um, right. But anyway, you could scab if you wanted. Yeah. I mean, you have <laughs> yeah. power. Yeah, Dude, I was you could scab, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was re I was reading like when they put out those rules for like podcasters and influencer, and I was like, wait a second, hold on. <laughs> like you can't Uh-oh. be talking about me. Um, <laughs> it's like no, it's people that are like paid to go to watch movies or get you know yeah. benefit, promote them and shit. Like no, not yeah. just us, but you know. <laughs> Anyways, all, right. all the movies we saw were shit in the last month, so we're gonna poop <laughs> all over them. Where do you want to start? Oh I, okay. man, I man. Uh, okay, so. What is that? Uh, well, should we start with the obvious? Raise both hands if you've fully barbed. No, I only I only saw one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I have done the both as of this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tim, which, only which one saw, did you see? I saw Barbie. All right. Yeah. No, I did Turtleheimer. So that was that was <laughs> oh, my Friday. Ah. <laughs> I'm just, my fucking kid is going to stay over with my parents for a week next week, and my mom wants to take him and his cousin to see turtles, and I was like. Mm. <laughs> so all right so at some point next week when he's gone i'm gonna go see turtles then all right uh, yeah i haven't seen turtles yet either bar. yeah being nice and waiting uh an oppenheimer yeah i just haven't had time for three hour movies <laughs> just... yep. no i had i had an unexpected friday off that is why i saw um, that giant movie I, I had the idea when I was sick on like Thursday, I was like, you know what? I could totally go just lay in an air conditioned theater for three hours. But like I had mm-hmm. missed kind of the early morning, midday showings. And I was like, I can't go later. So it's like, no. I, I needed to have this idea like 30 minutes ago to make it work. Well, that was because my whole thing was, I mean, it's being billed on the IMAX experience. Mm-hmm. The, the 70 millimeter is I'm in fucking Austin and our nearest isn't a uh, 70 millimeter is San Antonio. Like it's not in oh, town, wow. not even an option. Uh, there's two IMAX theaters, one of which I can get to, uh, which is a great theater, but their showings for Oppenheimer have been sold out completely. And yeah. there's only two times it's 4 PM and 8 PM. I'm not seeing Oppenheimer at eight o'clock. <laughs> 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 Most nights. Maybe a Friday or a Saturday. Go figure; those are sold out. Mm-hmm. So, I saw it at a uh, a small screen that had a slightly better sound system. That was my compromise. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I, I, but, having after after having seen it, it did occur to me: wow, this would have been breathtaking in IMAX. I'm sure. My my compromise mm. was that we had to see it when we could get babysitting. So, you know, yeah, we, we were limited fair. about. Fair options but uh but yeah it would have been amazing i I think to see to have seen in imax yeah um uh where do we want again i well i just i if you know my one (laughs) sentence my two sentence spoiler free review is that you know i i think it's an excellent example of the genre it is an expertly done biopic you know it 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 is it Mm -hmm. is all the way up here at the top of biopics whereas barbie is a work of art (laughs) see i'm i wasn't wowed by oppenheimer i liked i mean it's stupid to compare these two (laughs) like it became a thing because it was fun Uh, right yeah no i know it's I, i i it's it's you know i'm i'm happier with barbie my my thing with barbie is even when like like 
I really liked it, but I didn't love it as much as people that love it love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm totally cool with that. But <laughs> it, I don't it, know if we are the audience that's going to love it, love it. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, number one, yeah. not for us in the first place. But mm-hmm. two, uh, it just it was so sincere about what it was doing that even when yeah. like jokes didn't land or like things weren't working, I'm just sort of like, OK, I love like I could see the enthusiasm in the writing as well as the performing. Oh, yeah. Like, in every scene. and I think, like, that was what was special about that one. This is, it's almost like the, the shining argument with Kubrick in a way, because Oppenheimer uh, is a very cold movie because it's a fucking three-hour war movie about a horrible tragedy. <laughs> Barbie is very yeah. hot summer movie that's about a fun toy <laughs> uh, and the horrors of patriot, uh, patriarchy, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you, um, I loved it, loved it. And I think even beyond, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously, th- th- beyond just the it being a, a brilliantly crafted feminist, manif- uh, feminist manifesto, I, I think it it works as cultural subversive satire more mm-hmm. so than I think any other example of a corporation letting a filmmaker play fast and loose with its beloved property. Like the Lego movie mm-hmm. was was pretty, you know, wonderfully subversive. They they clearly gave Lord Miller a long leash. Uh, on that oh, yeah. in terms of reverence to you know, like this is our brand you need to treat our brand with respect and it you know this this with this it just kind of seems like they are mm-hmm. like greta if you want to shit all over us if you want <laughs> to it it's it, it's astonishing to me mm-hmm. how um <laughs> mattel as a brand could mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife were talking about how, like, we grew up in the era where Barbie fell, basically. We grew up in the era where Barbie had lost all cultural reverence and, in fact, became a target, you know, for all the 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 the, 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 the body image issues. The math is hard that the Simpsons made fun of, you know, even like right. Barbie had, you know, and it's, it's only in the last 10 years, you know, since Barbie was featured in prominently in toy story three that barbie has sort of made that cultural recovery and so i know that it's business savvy for mattel to to let her basically yeah do whatever you want with it like Mm -hmm. but to actually let her go that far with a cult an american cultural icon that can be read and viewed in so many different ways and to embrace mm-hmm. the entire prism of what barbie means to america because this is both a movie for yeah. fans and a movie for people that either have no interest in or hate barbie it works equally guess, well for both groups i think what was interesting was that like they hit that point and i'm like well yeah that's that's the only way you could make a Barbie movie. Like you really can't make, cause it, you have to, and that's, I think that's, I, I appreciate it's the same thing I appreciate in, uh, like a steam start where somebody just comes in and spits out the thing that we're all thinking, which is, (laughs) is this, is Barbie good or is Barbie bad? Movie is about whether Barbie is good or bad. Uh, and, 
Yeah, I, I mean, like, the, you know, I don't have anything that, I don't have, like, a thing that I thought was bad. I don't have, you know, like, part of it is expectations and part of it is, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like Lady Bird and Little Women, I had a much stronger emotional connection to. Okay. But also, uh, I get to see Ryan Gosling do comedy, which is so rare and <laughs> so, he's so good so at it. I immediately, like, I went home that and I, I watched Night Guys again. You know, it, it's <laughs> so good. Um, I, I was I was racking my brain trying to think of someone like anyone else that would have worked in that role in the same way that Gosling works because not only does he perform it well, but also there's yeah. a meta commentary that this is Ryan Gosling. Like th th I, mm -hmm. I think that aspect of it is working for them as well. That he is associated with being a handsome Hollywood hunk who takes himself yeah. deadly seriously. There's very few mm -hmm. other people I think could make that work in the same way. No, he's he's the perfect himbo for this. And it and that's the thing is like because the movie is sort of meta too, like that works. That totally yeah, yeah. works. It's I don't know, like it's it's that thing that like I guess if I was like I feel like this is overanalyzing it, but uh there's stuff that works positively and negatively sort of like a Muppet movie in the scenes where they're, because like Barbie and Ken are kind of your like other world things. They're looking around things. They're doing your uncle traveling, Matt, you know, Frank. Yeah. They're your fish you know, out of like, water POV. Fish out of water. Um, and while I, I really enjoy moments where they're like, well, why does this happen? And eh, it doesn't matter. Also, when you do those scenes, it it you do have to do a little more work to get to the comedy because now everything's weird, right? When Kate McKinnon's like, it doesn't matter, just go off to the right and then you're in the real world. You're going like, oh, okay, so where is the bottom? <laughs> and again, I enjoy it. It's just I feel like those are the things that I think make it harder to get there. Like it's it's still very funny movie. <laughs> I just. I wonder what would happen if there was like a tiny bit of like, okay, this is how it works. But that's just kind of rambly. <laughs> I'm just happy it exists. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it was very cool. Um, for me just like going. So I went the Lauren did, did the, the, the double feature the weekend uh -huh. it came out with Oppenheimer. Um, so we went the second weekend with, with Richard, uh, cause he was interested in seeing it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and just like going there, even just the second weekend in seeing like girls wearing pink and people dressed yeah. up and people like yeah. getting their fan on to go see Barbie. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like this is, yep. you That's know, reminds me of going to see like the star Wars prequels in like the early two thousands. And, mm -hmm. Uh, maybe like the Lord of the Rings movies and like the early Marvel uh, MCU stuff when it was still uh, special. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's something that I feel like I haven't seen going to the movies in like forever. Uh, and then, so seeing that explosion of like enthusiasm and fandom and like just people all over wearing pink shirts and like posing with the crap in the theater for mm -hmm. you to pose with, I'm like, man, that's, not for me, but it is so cool. And it was just like, it just, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the thing is, it, and it's, 
more people, I mean, people that haven't been back to a theater yet, uh, there's been a lot of that. Like, this is, it's weird because, like, to me, last year was a much better quality movie year. But this this explosion has gotten people back to the theater. And also, that's what's so frustrating about, uh, to dial it back to the strikes, the studio's uh, totally killing this momentum and pushing projects to next year instead of negotiating. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? People are seeing movies right now. <laughs> this is the Follow. thing you wanted for three fucking years, you idiots. <laughs> it really is like, I, it, it's a level of short-sighted greed that's so frustrating because if they would just concede and like, just go like throw up some confetti, it's just like fucking we're doing like they're, you know, Hollywood's back, about, you know, here we go. We're yeah, all working yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Like they would make a bazillion dollars. <laughs> like, yeah. It was but. like reading this past weekend is just like, um, you know, when uh, Barbie crossed, uh, you know, a billion dollars, which is insane. Yeah. Nobody thought it was going to happen. It's just like, you no, know, Oppenheimer's still doing good. Like the Meg two and Ninja Turtles both like exceeded projections, like yeah. movies making money, yep. everybody making money. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been cool. Uh, and when it's not, you know, the, the usual stuff Mm -hmm. like, you know, Marvel movies. Um, right. So, and flash bombing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's weird. I didn't expect that one. (laughs) Like, I think it was kind of a perfect storm of people on all sides, seeing flaws in that movie, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of thing. But that was a really weird marker that that bombed Barbie did great. Um, and Oppenheimer did great, you know? Yeah. Oppenheimer did great. Like it's, and also for me, it's like audiences are way more accepting of surreal visual movies between like this and spider verse this Mm -hmm. year. Like those are like the two big movies are like kind of expressionist are like way prettier than movies have been. Uh, in a bit, like, yeah, throw some money towards uh, Asteroid City if you can, because it's kind of in the same vein. But, um, I wish I could see it anywhere. It went around here, it went uh, in and out uh, of theaters so quick. I miss it, of course. Well, just a so lot bad. of stuff like came through, you know, at the end of June, beginning yeah. of July, and yeah, stuff's yeah, yeah. still coming out. I was just like looking at this, is apparently, my last week if I want to see Oppenheimer and IMAX. So, oh, uh, this. Ended it. I don't know about area okay. to area though. Yeah. So check that. But I'll have to check. I mean, it looked like the Showtimes died on Friday. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what's coming out on Friday that's like taking up the IMAX. Uh, I don't no, know. This, I mean, Oppenheimer stole it from Mission Impossible, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm the rare exception that's happy about that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I thought that that was weird that that was like. Yeah, in and out of IMAX sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah and well. September's, September's kind of dry for movies, mm-hmm. honestly. So, like, there's there's some stuff coming the rest of this month, but I feel like it's kind of a golf until October releases. So Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, this is usually where summer trails off and there isn't much yeah. left yeah. coming out. So, like, so, you know, horror movies and Oscar bait and... Yeah, some ho- mm-hmm. some some stuff for people to watch while they're off for the holidays starts dropping. Um, 
Killers of the Flower Moon is uh, the next biggie, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I be nice if a lot of this stuff hangs around in theaters for a while so I can get the chance to maybe get to see yeah. some. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough when they're. Yeah. So I'll definitely catch Turtles next week. Uh, I'll see if I can take mm-hmm. my kids to see the Meg 2. I just showed it. He saw. So I remember watching the Meg with him when he was younger, but he apparently completely forgot about it. So we watched it again yesterday, ah. and he's like, "That movie was fun and silly." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> we okay, are ready good. for the two. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, so I. I still haven't seen the first Meg. Like my. Mm-hmm. One because Ben Wheatley is directing this one again. Weird art house British director uh, choice sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Keep your expectations low because people are kind of going back yeah. and forth on that. But uh, there is a great documentary on shark exploitation movies that's on Shutter. <laughs> oh, <right> nice! Now. <laughs> yeah, that I heard people talking about. So watch that, and it's great. Uh, and I got some recommendations off of that. But that was what got me really primed for Meg Two. Nice watching that. That's cool. Yeah, no, the other movie that I unfortunately uh, saw, you know, it was while well, while my wife was off seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer, I was like, OK, buddy, what do you want to go see? And he's like, I want to go see Transformers. And I was like, oh, no, I was <laughs> like, OK, your choice, bud. Um, so we went to see Transformers Rise of the Beasts, uh, which is the sequel to Bumblebee. Now, Bumblebee, if you remember was pretty good. <laughs> it was not I, bad. I still it haven't convinced my bad. kids to see it, but I've been trying to tell them, like, Tim thought it was a pleasant surprise, so can we please watch yeah. it? I'm sorry, we just cut you off. Like, well, oh, no, I, I still only like the stuff at the beginning, like the war. Uh, That's the best stuff. stuff. Well, I like that, and towards the beginning is where he fights uh, Starscream, too, and that was cool. Um, I will note, uh, writer of Malignant and Megan and producer of uh, Strange New Worlds, Akila Cooper, wrote Bumblebee. So mm. there's huh. more draw. <laughs> there. Yeah, but, I, you know, I like Bumblebee because it felt it like it was like felt like the first movie that actually had a connection to Gen 1 Transformers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It was very focused. You know, there was only a handful of Transformers in the movie. It is mostly Bumblebee. Um, with the with the pair of Decepticons that are hunting him, you have John Cena, of course, <laughs> who's also in Barbie. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Mermaid Ken. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know that one going in. That was yeah, funny. me neither. That was funny. And then you know, Rise of the Beast is like, let's go right back to the shit that we were doing for a decade uh, with the that original run of uh, Michael Bay Transformers movies, where it's just like, yep, we're just gonna pull some characters, throw them on screen. We're going to have some MacGuffins travel around the world. And then we're going to get to the end and we're going to have to like have a bunch of trans, you know, just robots that, you know, fodder robots to die in the big fight. Um, except in this movie, like Optimus Prime's also like very grouchy the whole time, like kind of a cantankerous asshole. And like a couple of them comment up like, man, Prime's really blaming himself for their being stuck on earth. And I'm just like, yeah, he's, <laughs> feels Good. really out of character right now but ah yeah. um you know and also the designs in bumblebee i was like okay i can yeah like, that was slightly better finally yeah <laughs> yeah much better uh and it's just you know like okay i can identify these robots and here we're just right 
back to, you know, here's yeah. the main villain is Scourge and he's just a big gray metally thing like yep. every other villain in these movies. And That's yep, he's trying to pull Unicron through the space bridge and the, uh, the Maximals are vaguely involved uh, and actually not in the movie very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, Optimus Primal, I don't think shows like Air Razor shows up a little early, but like Optimus Primal doesn't actually like is in the opening scene, but then you don't see him again for like an hour and a half, maybe Wait, like an hour and 15 minutes. But, the same voice for Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal. No, no, no. Primal, oh. Primal's always been a different voice. And in this case, oh, it was yeah. Perlman. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, yeah, Mirage was, you know, that, that was, Mirage was identifiable and that was Pete Davidson. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, reasonably fine. Uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I mean, my kid liked the movie, so, okay. Um, but for me, I was just like, over, it was like, this is straight back to why I stopped even watching those movies. I only watched the first one and that was disgusting. <laughs> that was the best one. Yeah, I watched the second one and then I was like that never went back and then forgot there was five of them. But yeah. least did you did you guys hear about the uh, tease at the end of the movie? No. No. They uh they uh well af after everything, you know, uh Anthony Ramos's character um is trying to get a job. He's at a job interview and the guy starts asking him suspicious questions about his time down in Peru and seems to know a little bit too much about it. And he's like, we could really use you in our organization. And he hands him a card and he flips over the card. And what does it say on there? Cobra? G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were there. You were in yeah, the stadium. I, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, why the fuck? What is going on with this scene? I don't understand. And then it's like he flips over the card and it says G.I. Joe. What? what are you doing? Because Michael Bay is convinced that those movies are for people that love Transformers. And they're not. They're for people that love Michael Bay movies or Michael Bay's Transformers. Like yeah. it's and that's fine. Just make them their own thing at this like. I don't, I don't so yeah, I but it's sick that I'm just kind of dying to see what they're gonna do with the GI Joe Transformers movie. I mean, probably the same shit. Let's be real. But I mean, there know. were what two or three of the GI Joe movies from like that franchise that came out. Uh, yeah, they did the like, one. Then I, they did one with the Rock, and then they made the Snake Eyes movie, which did not right. go anywhere. Um, yeah, I so that's think a that thing, right. Yeah, three total, yeah. but there was two in that like initial attempt. Right. Yeah. Um, and not even The Rock could save G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's this one? Is this animated? What is it? I don't know what this is. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's um, kind of a hard sell property right now on a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not Thundercats. Yeah. Huh? No. <laughs> but I was just like... <laughs> It it it. It's like, oh my god, what are you doing? Why do why does every movie have to be like this? Uh, all right, please, somebody talk about something better. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Dave, what else have you seen? Okay, uh, only I I just wanted to mention briefly that we rewatched the Super Mario Brothers movie now that it's streaming on Peacock and um, it, Peacock, uh, Peacock, newer. If, 
newer or older on this one? Oh, the the the, the uh, newer. This year's yeah. Oh, okay. The release. And I will say it failed to hold my watching it at home. It failed to hold my attention <laughs> as much as I because I, 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 I was, you know, I was I felt like among us, I was the big defender of it. Uh, in you were it in the theaters. I've got yes. no opinion. So can... <laughs> I, um, it was I, I, I will stand while I think I, I stand by my opinion that I think it is about as good an adaptation as one could have could have hoped for in terms of an accurate translation of the source material, it is a pretty boring, rote, predictable, bog standard kids movie. And that, 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 that watching it at home just failed to hold my forty mm. minutes in. I was on my phone looking at other things while my kids finished uh, it. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, I guess my right. my my transition on that. Uh, can go to turtles on um, since yeah. I feel like it's like the vein. Um, the the one thing I can say for sure is the music fucking rips. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's a Reznor Ross score. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Didn't know. Yeah, and it's good. So what? I, after <laughs> I mean, go figure. It's really good. I think it's <laughs> one of one of his his best. Like, it's integrated with the hip hop that they used very, very well. Like both the soundtrack and the score were really good. But so what I did was when I got home, I went, you know, I'm curious. And I popped on the Quake soundtrack that he did in 96. And honestly, you can tell it's the same guy. And that's (laughs) really cool. Like it's kind of in that vein, at least the, the showier tracks. Cause Mm. I think like that Quake soundtrack gets a little minimal, but like, yeah, opening yeah. track like towards the end, like that sort of stuff. A bit more bombast. Kind of, yeah, it's it's sort of like that with the energy of Spider Verse with the Daniel Pemberton like mm-hmm. like rhythm to it sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, um, I mostly really enjoyed it. the The stuff that took me out of it, like they went they went too heavy on the pop culture jokes for me. Like that mm-hmm. stuff yeah. felt very Shrekky to me. Yeah, but but that stuff and it stood out because everything else they were doing worked really well for me. Like, uh, yeah. um, them being teenagers, really good. Uh, mm. making April also a teenager and uh, Io from the Bear doing great, great work. Um, all the casting is really fun. The designs are great. Looks really good. Um. The action's really good, but they don't go, uh, they don't lean on it. Like, there's there's still only, honestly, I could have used maybe one more action scene, but movie moves at a good clip. It's not, you know, uh, we've sat through so many long movies, it's nice to have, like, a hundred minute, you know, easy ah, breeze. Please, take it out. Yep. <laughs> um, they, they find a way to make the, the stakes both big but also doesn't feel like the marvel okay it's you know we're throwing everything at you like they yeah yeah they could have made it a a turtles reference drop left and right and while there is a lot of that stuff like it felt like it worked with the story enough like they chose what they wanted to do and and you know made it made it work so (laughs) it's it's Similar to what you were saying with uh, 
<laughs> Mario, I, th- I think it is kind of the the best way that they could have done a Turtles movie now that isn't mm. that still uh, acknowledges the past, but is also trying to tell a story that like kids now would like yeah. if they didn't have parents showing them turtle stuff, yeah. you know, and it's kind a of tricky like, line to walk. yeah, very tricky line to walk. So it's interesting how there's no like flagship turtles thing right now they're still just like mm-hmm. generally yeah. cool i guess yeah it's like you know this is this is i mean that last movie live action mm-hmm. was many years ago at this point oh yeah, um, yeah. but the nickelodeon yeah, like, series was pretty popular you know the, the yeah, most recent that, nickelodeon series yes. was yeah. not even the most That's, recent though the one i'm yeah. thinking of was the second right. to most and, recent i believe yeah. well and that, that one had a movie that was decent uh, oh yeah, I can't yeah. that's theatrical or not. I think that I might have only so. been. No, I don't think so. Yeah, there's that. Just, you know, the game obviously like it's like there's been like some little thing to just keep turtles going and like mm-hmm. you know and Shredder's as a corner of the fandom. Yeah, right. and the there, there's been like there's a line of toys from Super Seven that look like freaking awesome. I don't know if you've seen those. Those are things. No, that I. Are, begging for me to drop like 60 bucks on them, but I don't. That <laughs> yeah. is not what I do with, I, that's no, only the stupid Transformers. Um, <laughs> See, I, I, well, I'm going to, I want to get the Donatello in this line that has the, I can't see it. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> no, there's, there's a Donnie in like uh, the Star Trek outfit, like the mm-hmm. old Turkish figures of the, the, Trek outfits, but mm. they only sell the four pack. I don't want to buy all four. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it like my ranking. I mean, it's one of the better turtle movies. Like, I think there's mm. only like your four that I think are like really good. You know, like this one, the first one. Uh, I liked that that made for TV multiverse before multiverses were a thing movie. Oh yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah. I really liked that one. And I liked Batman versus Turtles. Like oh, I think those yeah. are like those those are my high watermarks <laughs> for sure. turtle movies. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in there. Um uh, I guess Mission Impossible quickly. I'm not a Macquarie guy, you mm. know? I'm I'm I have <laughs> when I see Macquarie do it's weird because you know that he's filmed these stunts in camera that they really did them, but also he's cutting during them and they're not shot for impact. And I'm like, they still look a lot like every other action movie to me Mm. in a lot of ways. Um, Mm. I think, I mean, it's still better. I, I think rogue nation is still the worst of these three. Uh, I think fallout was the best, but I'm just not interested. I, you know, this one's a two-parter. I don't care. I yeah. like the. Th- I think for me, it stopped being Ethan Hunt and started being Tom Cruise mm. at Rotation. Yeah. Like, like there's not characters anymore at this point. Like, he has he he still has the group. They're still there. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's uh, great. Always. Uh, I was happy to see Palm show up even though she's not in it as much as i wanted uh from guardians of the galaxy uh i'm i'm not gonna pretend i remember her last name um looking very cool uh 
a lot of people very much like the movie. That movie is long as shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why I haven't seen it because it's long as shit. It's like tough to carve out yeah. that amount of hours. And I'm just kind of like, ah, you know, probably if I can, it'll be Oppenheimer to see in a theater and not that. Uh, yeah. Just because I feel, I mean, I still want to see Mission Impossible. I still have, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> just, they, it's, nothing's reached three in Ghost Protocol. Nope. You know, nope. those two movies are fucking incredible. <laughs> They're so yeah. good. Oh, I'm so happy. I've had so many awkward conversations with people that are very much not into the series until five or oh, like people hate ghost protocol and i'm like they're fucking insane. that's the best one you idiot that is, that is so good <laughs> like i mean and go back to the the first one's really really good too mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah you know yeah the mission possible one is a classic yeah <laughs> just like uh, obviously, you know that that the 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 hanging scene still gets yeah. referenced all over the place right um well and and i mean the train stuff still looks really good too yep. and like i mean i i was you know De Palma's whole thing is he hates shooting for coverage mm-hmm. like he's like no you go in with a plan so it doesn't you know look half-assed in editing mm-hmm. which is every action movie you know like that's yeah. that's a big big marvel thing like previs and coverage sort of thing so it's i don't know it, it is definitely like moved away from those and that's fine it's just it's weird because mission impossible is kind of the modern day James Bond in a lot of ways. Like it's, yeah. it's what a lot of younger audiences are going for. And I just feel like it's gotten so, I don't know, not appealing to me and a little too samey. Like I would, I was, uh, well, it's like they became was, too actiony and less spy. I guess. Yeah. Like. There isn't any spy stuff. Like, I know that like the whole thing is like, what's Tom Cruise going to do next? But I'm also like, yeah, it's how about those big stunt moments. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to die in this one? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> there's that whole thing, but also like Sean Connery, Roger Moore, uh, both had like six or seven times at bat. This is the seventh mission impossible. Switch it up, do something different. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of, kind of where I'm at. I, I would, like a big swing, but they're doing too well, uh, sort of thing. Um, uh, only other like movie I got is, uh, Hey, the venture brothers had a movie. How about oh, yeah. that? I'm only shaking my head. Cause those motherfuckers taking it off of max. <laughs> God, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, fucking yeah. I ordered cause I had all the seasons except for seven. So now I, physically own it's it's the longest series i have all the physical media for because (laughs) good thing (laughs) yeah well they do commentary on every episode there's there's always like extras and all that shit so uh which is also why i bought the the movie instead of uh the digital but uh it's good like it's it does uh as (laughs) as best a job it could of telling a story and still kind of feeling a little heightened as a movie tying things up, but you know, not tying up every single thing in 20 years. Um, if you followed it this far, please see the movie, please give it some money and some love. And it's just, it disappeared, you know, like it's this, uh, weird, weird series that nothing else has quite done. You know, the long-term, Cause they were saying like, 
when they started and they were doing uh, long storylines, they had to fight for that. Like they hated that, you know, like Cartoon Network and uh, TV just wanted uh, shows that you could drop in and out of that you didn't have to like follow week to week. And Venture Brothers in 2000, you know, like around the time that Sopranos came out <laughs> and changed everything, started doing the same thing. And now that's just the norm. And they yeah. strung seven seasons over 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> out, out, completely outrageous for Adult Swim uh, at that time. Yeah. This is like very early Adult mm-hmm. Swim. And the big hit was, you know, Aqua Teen, which I still don't like to this day. Um, yeah. And you just you just want these these silly one off episodes with the with mm-hmm. the you know and, and yeah try, <laughs> yeah it's <was> completely <laughs> counter to everything else that they were doing at that time <laughs> yeah it's it's such a weird beast and you know it was four yeah four years before uh, Avenger or before Iron Man like. This, you know, the show was about Johnny Quest, but it was really about comic books very quickly before anybody gave a fuck about comic book history and all that stuff. So it's it was just doing a lot of weird stuff very, very early. Yeah. And yeah. Two, two years before Avatar uh, Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> and I mean, the pilot came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, making River City <laughs> at that point. Like it's, it's wild. And, and you know, it, it's neat that they, to their credit, they did support them budget wise, at least like in the final product uh, sort of thing, like seeing the movie in season uh, like six and seven, especially like they're very, very pretty. It, it's just kind of gorgeous to, to see versus like the pilot in the first season you know, it still looked good for the time, but like a lot of that stuff is like rudimentary flash, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said I mentioned like I, I had just started rewatching the show when they basically yep. said it was going away on my birthday. Thanks. Yep. Um, and it was like, yeah, those first few episodes, I was like, oh, man, I remember these. This is silly. But boy, this is this is a little rough to look at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It picked up. I, th- I think yeah, like, it does. Well, even even they were saying in. I don't know, one of the commentaries for them. It wasn't until like the end of the first season that they went. It was basic. I mean, spoiler for a 20 year old cartoon <laughs> when they mm-hmm. kill the boys at the end of the first season. And like nobody had seen anything like they just killed off the two main characters at the end of the first <laughs> season. Uh, they were like, well, that's when the show really started because we didn't know what the fuck was, you know, <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. And like going from there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I was just happy to kind of tie, tie that up. I'm glad they, they even got to do that. You know, like it's, they, they put in as many ideas as they could because they were working on season eight and the commentary is very bittersweet of just like, well, here's another fucking thing that would have been in season eight, but sorry guys, uh, you know, uh, sort of thing. there's a lot of, a lot of those that are great. Uh, but yeah, seek it out. Seek it out if you like those. Uh, yeah. I know we've been going a while. So, how much TV do we want to do? Uh, well, how how long for Dave, Star Dave's Trek like minute? Explode on strange new worlds. So get this out of your system. Uh, we're recording watching the clock. I know. 
<laughs> we're recording a day before the finale, so all mm-hmm. all but the last episode are out at this point. Yeah. Um, this Today. has been a, a very interesting season of seeming like every other episode, like the evens and the odds are either straight serious classic Trek versus like a goofball episode. And I love it. Yeah. No, I, okay. I wasn't sure where you, yeah, I, the only, the only complaint I would have is that like, it feels like they're doing a lot of, you know, goofball, you know, like back in the day when you were getting 26 episodes a season you would have had like one or two of these a season still yeah, but having yeah. 10 episode seasons and you get the crossover and you get the musical episode and i i you know, know like, i know yeah 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 um but i but I, they're also but, in, yeah they're great so <laughs> they're really good so i yeah. the ratio of goofballery was a lot higher on deep space nine because you had sure a cast that was broad enough to be able to put like in any given season, there are at least a few, like let's have a Ferengi comedy, you know, yeah. you, you could yep. do that yep. because you had it built right into the cast. Um, and, and so it kind of deflated the war too. I think that's what worked yeah. with DS9 where it's like, we're getting too serious. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's go back to triples. Yeah. 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 So while I do agree that it, 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 it could very easily be taken as egregious. Um, I loved the lower decks crossover episode and I think it is possibly better than trials and tribulations, which I think is the closest parallel. Hmm. I really like trials and tribulation. So I will say this, I didn't like lower decks when I tried, uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. like the first like few episodes what i did before watching the crossover was i just pulled up a list from like screen rant of yeah. just sort of like a couple like good episodes to like dive into and i watched like two of those and i was like okay i'm starting i get it now like it yeah I don't think it's I I do think it's a series that at least for me you need to find like the good episodes first and then go back. Like I think it's rough. Okay. Uh, just like trying to figure out what the tone of the damn thing was in the first place for me. But uh yeah, that crossover worked. Like there's there's only t- there's two things I was thinking of. like mm. like especially watching the musical episode I'm just like, I think this is all, it feels like watching Whedon stuff before you knew all of the shit. Mm, when that, that's, of like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because Buffy had those episodes, like I could see Firefly doing some of the shit that Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. is doing. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of Whedon without the baggage in, in at least like a couple ways. I hadn't um, thought about it that way. That's a really good parallel. Yeah. Um, Kind of much more of a stretch, but uh, Farscape got a lot of freedom to do like the weird, epi- you know, they had a full mm. like Looney Tunes episode and, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but the difference was like they got away with it because nobody was watching Farscape. Yeah. yeah. And they were just sort of like, OK, we're on Sci Fi Channel. We're this weird show. We're going to try some things. And I think that's what's so cool about Strange New Worlds is they're like, we're a flagship of one of the most popular franchises in the world. And we're going to try some things. We're just going to mess we're around. Just try some shit. But I think yeah. they've, what they established in season one is that this is an 
a group of affable, likable people. And that is, yeah. it is, that's what's, it's such a unique thing to strike because like the, the, the cast of next generation is, you know, they, they take themselves so seriously that that rare mm. chance where you get a little humor, it can be the tiniest little thing. Like <gasps> did Picard smile and it drives us all crazy, yeah. you know, whereas deep space nine comparatively veered so hard in the other direction. Yeah. This is a really unique balance for star Trek to have a cast that is, in general, they just don't really have a lot of baggage. They're just, they're, they're, they're good people out there to do good things. They believe in Starfleet and they're all pretty, just extremely (laughs) likable. Well, and that's, yeah, no, I, I have nothing but good things to say about the show for the, I I mean, that's the thing is they're so good at peppering in character and relationship stuff. Yes. uh, And character characters that you feel like, you know, and then you get Mm -hmm. something revelatory, you know, like, some of the relationships this season that again on paper shouldn't work <laughs> that you're like, this is a dumb idea. I feel yeah. like this is, this could just come off as cheap writing, but it's all like earned like, and it feels they, good. Yes. They earn those emotional yeah. and that is the biggest. All yeah. right. I'm going to cite for me. <laughs> the, doesn't in, have in to be compared season... to <laughs> In, in in a season with a lot of standout moments where they really yeah. do earn those those great character moments. For me, the standout is happened right in the middle of the season. It's episode five, which is charades, okay. which is oh, honestly yeah, it's was... a goofy Star Trek premise. What yep. if Spock was human? Yep. And what they do is they make it a farce. They make it a classic door slamming farce. It is a comedy of errors. It is, it's a comedy of manners, first of all, because we get to take the stringent rules of Vulcan society and, 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 and it's, and, and you're playing it like it, it, it's Oscar Wilde. It is straight out of Oscar Wilde. It is, let's take these hoity toity people down a peg by you mm-hmm. know revealing how people really feel. So it works on that level. And it could totally just be a goofball episode. But the difference between an episode like this and what they've been doing on Picard or Discovery is that okay. <laughs> everything is not only everything is earned because it is scaffolded. The big character moments, yeah. the big character payoffs upon which upon which the plot hinges has mm-hmm. logical plot reasons to happen. Everything yeah. is supported by everything that ha- that has happened before. You can't just they don't just artificially get you to this big emotional point where, you know, Spock's got to pull mm-hmm. off this dinner party and it's arbitrary and nothing else before this mattered. Everything before this mattered. The plot is structured right. to support the emotional development of these characters as good writing should. Nothing comes out of left and, field. It's so perfectly yeah. structured. No, it it's, I think that that is it's a hard thing for a lot of sci-fi writers. It's it's why I was wor- worried about Akiva being involved in the first fucking place mm-hmm. is a lot of, a lot of sci-fi, a lot of writing, a lot of Abrams is going plot first is going like, we're going 
here to there. How do we get here to there yeah. instead of going emotionally? How do we get here to there? And then there's plot. Like I, I, yeah. I don't remember what, you know, whatever, what podcast, whatever is, is just like you, I, th- I think best case scenario is you write everything and then you figure the plot out like, and you let that support it. And of course you go back and make sure it makes sense, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. People put a lot of importance on it because I think like, especially for your regular audience conflates plot with all things story versus yeah. like, no, it's, it's just kind of gets you a to B like it. it yeah. You know. It's a series of beats. It's a series. Yeah. Of, <laughs> if you're just trying to get to a series of beats, because these are the beats that you want to see and you don't justify yes. why those beats happen then mm-hmm. what's it, it's empty. It's completely weightless. Right. And that, and that's why like sometimes it can work for a movie. I'm not saying it works well, sure. but it can, you can pull it off because it's cotton candy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're in the theater. If it, it, it feels good and you walk out and like, you know, I, I that rally was against that like, was a ride. It's a ride. Yeah. It's a ride. It's a roller coaster ride at times. And that's why, I think like that's one of the things with Discovery too is that so much Star Trek after the films, especially after the Next Generation films, wanted to do action. They wanted to do, you know, how do we get the plot to the action point? And that's that's Star Wars. <laughs> like, that's yeah, not Star yeah. Trek. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, Star Wars works for other reasons. It's very different like like trek has that connection it has that you know reverence for it 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 has optimism too i will say that i mean that's kind of an obvious thing to say about like roddenberry and future but i think like that's what kind of curtails uh going towards like those action beats it's like yeah, yeah ds9 was in the middle of a war but you weren't watching the show to get to the ship battles you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this season's darkest episode, um, Under the Cloak of War, which is a brilliant, oh, yeah. just amazingly acted by, uh, whereas by Babs, uh, Olusan Mokun. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing that as best as I can as Dr. Mbenga. <laughs> like, that's the one that everyone's saying, like, this is, you know, this is heavy drama stuff. Th- that's, you know, that kind of stuff is about as dark as Star Trek gets, but it is all predicated mm-hmm. on yeah. believing in the ideals of star believing right. in that in in the ideals of this utopia and believing in what humanity can be and what are our yeah. better selves and not wallowing mm-hmm. you know in the in that negativity it it doesn't work if you don't if, if there's not mm-hmm. that aspirationalism to it um yes yeah and that's what helps with the, i mean the whole point of you know, Star Trek is one of the few uh, stealing from pod directive is one of the few like sci-fi shows that's actually about exploring. Like most sci-fi isn't like Trek is exciting yeah. because they're like, it's over there. We should go instead of like, ooh, what's over there? And let's be defensive. You know, mm-hmm. it's exciting. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, my two oh, complaints. Go for it. Um, I didn't think the musical episode was very good. I think it's a miracle they oh, okay. pulled it off at all. 
but the yeah. songs were forgettable and they I didn't think they made effective use of their best. They clearly have two amazing yeah. singers in the cast and they tried yeah. to write them knockout songs that just didn't quite hit the heights that I think those two singers can achieve. Um I'll give that. I, I like one the joke at the end of it that I won't give away was <laughs> while while super silly. Oh, the hardest I've laughed in, a, in, in quite a while. Yes, yes. But also my favorite song. It was also the best song. And it was like 15 seconds long. Uh, it was a gag. Do you, I'm not going to say who it was, but do you know who that was? No. I'll tell you. Uh, I will tell you on Mike because it's very okay. Funny. Okay. Um, uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I enjoyed it for tonally, just like how goofy it was. And also, like, I had no idea how good people would be singing. So uh, I was analyzing still, the whole time. I was like, OK, who's a real singer? Who are they auto tuning right. the hell out of? Oh, well, there was. Yeah, the one that was really obvious auto. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, no, Jess Bush, uh, like I, I did like her song. Like, I, yeah. And um, Ortega's. uh and I think Leon. No, I like Leon. Like Ortega. Ortegas didn't really sing. That's actually my complaint number two is that Erica okay, Ortegas okay, has gotten zero character development in two years. Like it feels like everyone's gotten a little bit of something. She's gotten nothing. I want to know who that person is. Wait, she had the she had the pilot episode or the the episode about a pilot, not the, the pilot of the show. <laughs> she had the first episode <laughs> of the show. <laughs> No, I. But there, she there was use, nothing she revealing about use. her in that episode. I, they I, that that was I th that was an episode that bugged the hell out of me because it was not about her at all. She framed mm -hmm. it, and she got a little acting moment that revealed absolutely nothing about her internal life. Okay, like it didn't bug me, but I'm I am on your side. I I do remember <laughs> that one being like, well, because I wanted it to be. I'm the show just wins me over at this point so it's like oh, yeah. i'm automatically like these are minor the complaints i am enjoying I every episode yeah uh no you're right like i was i was definitely like oh they're making her like mass effect joker at this point where it's just sort of like pilot <laughs> pilot jokes you're the pilot sort of thing but there's, there's uh, something else there though she's got more i know she's got more yeah no definitely definitely will no um yeah, no. Uh, I cut you off talking about the musical episode, though, because yeah, I was. Oh, I. Been felt like Rebecca Remain was not in her ideal range. Yeah, no. That, and it's a big cast. Like I was, I watched a little bit of the, uh, to me, a little cringy after show with Will Wheaton, just because, uh, uh, because I, I, I was just like, I want to see some behind the scenes stuff at least, yeah, and that was, yeah. uh, it, like. I don't don't know the actress's name that plays Leon uh, Nunian Singh. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Christina Chong, the, the one of Christine one Chong. of the standout singers in the cast. Yeah, yeah. Th this was her big push for the most part. Yeah. Like there were there were like two or three of the ones that you know can obviously like sing that have wanted to do this the yeah. whole time. So it's, well, because I knew it that was Celia really... Rose Gooding who plays Uhura. I knew that she was a singer beforehand, so I kept waiting ah. for like where's her song, and finally it came in the end. Mm. Know her? She was the one that I expected to be good at singing. <laughs> like everybody else, I had no idea. I don't know why. She just struck me as a singer. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I, I think what helped is the writing between the songs, even though like there's like, it's the thinnest line that they were still like, okay, so it's about emotions. Okay. So we're kind of Mm -hmm. deconstructing a musical in like a slight way on this one too. Um, and also I feel like, uh, I don't know, like any track that's about an entity that isn't like a biped I'm interested in, mm-hmm. even, even some yeah. of the stupidest ones where I'm just sort of like, Oh, okay. So this isn't just like a person in a costume, like yeah. is, is fun. You know, like any kind of entity is more interesting to me. It's just like, how do we yeah. communicate with this thing? All right. We're going to do this, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was the one that had me thinking of the Whedon stuff, obviously, because he does so yeah, many yeah. musicals, all that shit, but that's a good show. Uh, yeah, not Carol Kane's I, I, I not working we're... for me either. Which one? Carol Kane is not working for me. I'm glad that they <sighs> seem to be restricting her screen time. Like she, it's like, I don't know. It It's weird because like, I, I like what they're trying to do, but they haven't given her an episode. I, I think like they just yeah. need to flat out like, okay, let's, let's do like a backstory so we can integrate her versus like making her like this soft cue. Who's also yeah. just part. Bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just, she's sort of a convenient like, plot device when they need her, but they've given me no reason to care about her. And that's just mm-hmm. Carol Kane being goofy. Yeah. Which sometimes that's the thing is like, it's hit or miss. It's like some of them work and some of them don't. And I wish it was more yeah. consistent. Yeah. 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 No. And, I'm I'm just mostly worried about like how long it's going to be with the strike until we get to season three and what that's going to mean <laughs> in between and all that. I I'm honestly worried like ever since especially that sign that's like, uh, do you want to see how Yellow Jackets ends and the strike? <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I do. That's me. <laughs> really do. Uh, yeah, it'd be a terrible no, thing if this was became a strike casualty. But oh my god. Uh, no, it's just off of uh, Tawny Newsom uh, mentioning after that musical episode, I wanted another goofy ass Trek episode. So I watched Sub Rosa. Do you remember Sub Rosa? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the episode where Dr. Crusher fucks a ghost. Yes. Uh, correct. Yeah. The uh, the candle ghost of her grandmother. That's. Uh, the Scottish moor that just kind of creeps onto the bridge eventually for some reason. (laughs) And the movie starts on a funeral on the moor. It is, it is weirder than you remember. It is worth it. If you, if you want to be like, Oh yeah, next generation gets fucking weird, especially season seven. (laughs) It goes off the rails in season seven. Totally. Yes. It's a miracle that that, I mean, the finale is one of my favorite Star Trek episodes, and that it's in that season is incredible. <laughs> um, All right, I'm excited right. for the finale of Strange New Worlds, I, although I'm a little trepidatious mm-hmm. because I really did not like the finale of season one. It felt tacked on. Oh, it was I like a bottle like that episode one. that yeah. didn't connect. Okay. I, um, I, I've had to argue that one, and it's it's hard because that's, again, like... That one's on a teeter totter of all the things that they were doing and all the references mm-hmm. and what's acknowledging and all that shit. But 
I don't know. Like it, it worked enough for me. It wasn't the best episode of the season. And I don't think this one will be either. Unfortunately, that's kind of the thing with these 10 episode seasons is that, yeah, while I don't like plot, I guess we have to have some of it <laughs> and this is yeah, where it ends and, up. And, and it's got to do so much heavy lifting. Yeah. So, I mean, my best case scenario is they mention something plot at the beginning and then say, fuck off and go to rise up for <laughs> 50 minutes or something. <laughs> well, this season has, has made me uh, actually grow to like Paul Wesley's Kirk. So that's yeah. no small miracle. No, the, the, what could have, Uh, t- made me like his character a lot because they start that sentence yeah. over again because we had a glitch. Oh, you froze on my end. Okay. Mm. Uh, but no, uh, having the episode in Toronto with him, uh, gave me more characterization. It, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, I like that he's both, I can see Shatner and also he's, very much himself and it doesn't feel like yeah. he's straining like it, it's a really cool version of that character yeah yeah i think mean, yeah. this is the episode that we're back when we were talking about earned deeply you know emotional yeah. character moments that's what we're talking about yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> good stuff Good stuff. All right, yeah. Tim. I, I I think we've you've been very patient sitting through our star trek 20 minutes. Um, thank you. I mean, I still want to watch the show. I just forget about it between, you know. Yeah. When, so I, when, when do I have time? I don't have Paramount Plus. I just. Right. It's tough. Tough to find time. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what, what a concept. Not like, a, oh, it's on Amazon, too. First season was eventually. I'm not sure if it is oh, now. I have to see what's on there. I forget that I have access to Amazon. Yeah. It's my mom's. Um, Did you put the whole yeah, first season on YouTube in anticipation of season two? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, well, I thought there's that, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll work. But, hey, but what if they just computer generated like classic characters instead of uh, recasting them? Um. <laughs> <sighs> uh, hey, Tim, did you know that there was an entire uh, Invincible hour slash special that went up? Uh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Amazon, uh, yeah, there's a, a prequel hour-long episode about Adam Eve. You can watch it what? right now. Oh, wait, no, I did see that. I did see that. Was okay, up. Yes, okay. yes, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> surprise, it's good. That show's good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> It reminds ready. you that they're really good at action. Uh, <sighs> very ready for that to come back. It's been way too long. <laughs> like, yeah. holy yeah. crap. That, that was a beautiful taste. Yeah. It's just like, I just keep telling people, like, you have no fucking idea how good that show is going to get. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know yet. <laughs> if they if they let it, here's hoping. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's hard for me to imagine... I don't know. I hope it remains popular enough for them to like do the entire series. Cause yeah, yeah. like it's, That's it's a hard. long series. It's 150 some odd issues. 
and they right. well you know I, I i lose track of how much they did in the first season because they did it a little bit out of order because they saved the big omni-man reveal for the end when that's like the third issue of the <laughs> of the comic right. like i had only read the first trade uh when i watched the first season and it felt like i knew most of it anyways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah that's something i'm really looking forward to i don't know anything else i don't know we're getting pretty late now yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's all I great. got. I mean, I've got, you know, Harley Quinn's great, Reservation Dogs is great. Uh, oh, I, I did, did catch. I watched two episodes of that Superman show, and I really liked it. I got to watch oh, the rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. forgetting that I'm exists. Really like, yeah, the the magical girl Superman transformation was pretty fantastic. Oh yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this show might end up being pretty great right here. It's it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the only one I'll mention, if I didn't mention last pad podcast, Kazazi Moto is a anthology animation series on Disney Plus. Uh, that's legit, really good. It's uh, it's it got buried, and Disney didn't promote it much, and it feels uh, kind of shitty that they didn't, because it's like it's all animation out of Africa. Uh, each one's different. Uh, <sighs> And it's all like action animation. Uh, specifically, the third episode feels like a studio trigger, like kill the kill, like kind of like off wow. the rails perspectives all over the place, like kind of thing. So it's neat. There's there's 2D stuff. There's CG stuff. Like give it a shot if that's the kind of shit you watch. Like I just that's pretty. I cool. feel bad because it's very good and it's just kind of like left to die <laughs> I sus- okay. yeah i suspected that that was very cool but it's nice to hear someone yep. else tell me to push me over the edge and give me the you know incentive to try it out just... yeah at least try out that one episode i mentioned because that one that one blew me away there's never been, never been more great content and never been more great yep. content just being thrown out to die somewhere <laughs> yeah it's sad <laughs> like just thrown out on a streamer that you totally not even know it exists and then yep then you find out when you're like, oh, this is coming off. And you're like, wait, what? That right. was on? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't want to pay residuals. Right. Got to get these off of here. Yeah, this is this is why they're striking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because yeah. Imagine just being an actor like, yeah. on that show. Well, whatever. you know, you, yeah, when, when studios just keep making content. Uh, God, fuck me for saying that word uh, in this context. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we're making our content here, yeah, when you're taking movies and and shows and just disappearing them, and like, mm-hmm. I always I always think of that Batgirl movie I want to see yep. um, that we'll never get to see, uh, yeah. and just like because they just don't want to pay people and they just like pull them off and yeah. And That's, even I I mean like you know it overlaps with uh, preservation in general. Mm-hmm. There's there's been some articles about just like how bad video game preservation is like mm-hmm. now yeah. and what one of the things that's that sucks so much about the streaming era is they they're not releasing physical releases mm-hmm. like a lot of these shows you can't you literally can't unless you pirate them you know you there's can no other option there's mm-hmm. no other option they're not like you know yeah that's uh, there, there's no love for it that you know like even even the shitty releases that uh, Cartoon Network has done over the years, at least they exist. You know, mm-hmm. I can still track stuff down, uh, and it, it's scary. I, you know, I would buy 
that new Dark Crystal or Losa Spookies or however many show Reservation Dogs when that ends. All this stuff. Yeah. Let me give you mm. money. <laughs> Put it on my shelf. Put on my shelf. Have it. Give me the extras. Remember yeah. those extras? Yeah. Well, that's as a as I said, like Venture Brothers fought for that. Like yeah. that wouldn't exist if the creators didn't want it. So yeah, it's hard. It's wild. Yeah. Um. Real quick yeah. though, Dave, because you became famous in the last month. Oh, uh, when the game, yeah, somehow. <laughs> When the voice you did for a game, like how long ago was that? Like two, two years and a half ago. Years ago, it was the end of 2020. Oh, yeah, cool. that's Not insane. Bad. It's like, yeah, yeah. Dave voiced a character that's in Brawl Stars, which is a pretty popular mobile game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the past month, the fans found out about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I made what I thought was a pretty innocuous post on National Voice Actor Day. And by the next day, I had several hundred new followers on social media. Um, uh-huh. So to anyone oh. who might be, to, if, if you're listening to this right now, because you're a Brawl Stars fan, because I've been also promoting this as well as X-Strike Studios uh, in the opportunities that I've had. Thank you so much for checking us out. And uh, I appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed what you've been listening to. Um, yeah. So I, I, I did mention, yeah, I, I gave an interview with, uh, so the Brawl Stars players, they have a king and his name is Lex and he is a YouTuber. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's a YouTuber. He's got a million subscribers and, and he, he interviewed me on his channel. It was very nice of him. It was a lot of fun. And um, I, I, I did my best to, I, I, I talked about X-Strike during this oh interview God. and his editor went <laughs> and like grabbed clips from our stuff and stitched it into oh, the interview. Wow. Like it's really, oh, really cool. So I, please, if you, if you are a brawl stars fan and that's why you're listening to this right now, thank you for checking this out. Thank you for checking out X strike studios and fat Gatsby and all of our creative endeavors, because this is the stuff that springs forth from our brains. This is, this is our the little taste of our personalities. This is our art that we can share with you. So we're, I'm grateful to anyone who might be discovering us right now through Brawl I feel Stars. like we should have had this um, conversation at the beginning of the show. Uh, yeah. Not no, the end like of it. Yeah, because they're gone I, now. It's, it's, yeah. they're like, oh, these fucking guys. <laughs> no, that's, I, st- I got to finish watching that. I started watching it and I guess I didn't watch like the, it must have been towards the end that you mentioned X Strike. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a lot I, of me watched... talking about myself. So <laughs> I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's an no. interview. Don't feel bad about that. Well, I was watching it on my phone. Yeah, that's the idea, Dave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it generally, is like, yeah, I was watching it on my phone, and then I had to go do something else, so I never got to like watching the end of it. Oh man, that would be wild. Well, I can tell you that the sales have not popped because of it, so it was not a. <laughs> we haven't uh, seen a bump. Haven't seen a sales bump yet. All right, not a brawl uh, stars. Bra- brawl stall. Brawl brawl stars. Brawl stars. Brawl stars. You know, give us help us out with that sales bump. If you wouldn't what, mind, what, just... what was the website that had the million, the better than Scott Pilgrim uh, oh, article? Oh, that was uh, a Cracked. That was yes, a cracked the Cracked article. article. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a Cracked yeah. article moment. Haven't seen a Cracked <sighs> bump yet. All right. No, jeez. I mean, right. yeah. We're all stars uh, players. Did, you can help no, us. We did get a bump from that, actually, at the time. No, oh, no, I, I bet well, I haven't seen a Cracked bump because I oh. remember we got a bump then Yeah. Uh, that was, like, insane. Uh, right, I was gonna say. I remember that. But no, no, I yeah, I've not I seen, seen that. A, now a, yet, a, yeah, no, I haven't seen that from that. You know, because well, I mean, I yeah. suspect. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm getting the impression that the Brawl Stars player base skews a little bit younger, so they might yeah. not 
have the disposable income. Which, yeah, that's fair. Which is uh, fine. Fair. I still love you guys. No, it's not about the disposable income. Dave, they don't have something to play a fucking DVD on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how rare that is when you're like your yes. younger coworker is like, I haven't seen this. And I'm like, I'll bring in the disc. And they're like, what? How do I play? <laughs> what I have it. It's true. All the yeah, computers yeah. don't have drives. Bring in a them. shiny chunk of plastic. What am I going to do with this, Boomer? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it is. It, it's more for your shelf than actually watching. I, at this point, I feel like, or it's to a lovely support shelf the ornament. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Depending much. on what it. I mean, if it's yeah, remaster. Yeah. When we do our four Ks, yeah. Boom. Yeah, that was wild seeing that pop off uh, for you, Dave. Finally, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, that. yeah. And seeing Just, the it, fan again, art, com- <laughs> yeah, and completely random. Well, it and and while it does feel random to me, I am glad that I've spent most of this year um, reaching out to all the websites that had credited my character to a different actor, which is mm. something I only uh, discovered earlier uh, this year. I'm like, wait a minute. No one knows that I actually voiced this character. They all think it's some <laughs> other guy. So I reached out to like wikis and fan sites, and I was like, uh, you know, please correct this information if you wouldn't mind. I, I'm, I'm just, yeah. you have only my word to go on, but like, uh, I, I promise you, I am actually the real actor behind this character. Um, and they listen <laughs> so that when I, I think people, you know, could corroborate this information now when I, Once when I made this little up. tweet. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once Lex backed me up uh, and confessed that it might have been his fault. Um, <laughs> I did see that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, no, it's been very cool, and I'm very grateful for the attention. And um, yeah, it's 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 one of those real passionate communities because they love these characters. Um, and so it's been, it's, it's been weird and fun engaging with them and also had made me sort of have to give a little more pause about like, maybe I don't want to put my kids faces on social media quite as yep. much anymore if I'm getting mm-hmm. this much attention yeah. from yep. strangers. Uh, so, so I'm navigating that a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but all and in all, this is why very, we had to get your ass fun. on Twitter <laughs> at the <laughs> last minute before the fall. Of the bird. This is what, yeah, no, this but is this what is Elon's beautiful network has done for me. Yeah, this is oh, what I see people doing is as they they find their favorite voice actors and follow them. And if there was a well, Brawl Stars convention, you could go and be on a panel. You know? I was. I just think it's funny that someone else has to figure out how to make an X look interesting. Like <laughs> watching this rebranding is like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> couldn't, oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. Oh, should have yeah. just brand. Should have just yeah, copyrighted the X. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for you to it's make some jokes on that. I'm just like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the joke was like uninstalling the app, and now right. I'm back because I'm just like, all oh, right, everyone's still here. Fucking A. All right. Anyways. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We will be probably recording later next month because of the impending beginning of the school year. That's why we're recording early this month, end of August, yeah. beginning of September. Tends to be a little crazy in two out of our three households. Uh, so, yeah. Late, later in September, we'll be talking again. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And.